Holy moly, this was a good episode with Brody Moniker, a good friend of mine, musician that I've known for a long time, and uh, I think of him as my guitar guru. I would always ask him questions uh, about music, and he would always have tons of things to say about pretty much anything, even if I thought, uh, no, he probably doesn't have time for something like this benign or... Uh, small little question, but no, he always knew something about anything you'd ask him, and it was always super enlightening, and this episode is basically like a big, long guitar lesson slash music lesson, um, and just uh, a great opportunity to hear from somebody who's been playing for a long time and still still going hard and a great musician and a good, great, wonderful friend. Um, Brody is awesome. Uh, this episode is a little different because we both have our guitars handy and throughout the episode we do pick them up and play a few things. And closer to the end of this uh, two and a half hour uh, episode, uh, Brody performs a couple songs. I even play one. Um, I still have to look at the exact timestamp of when that happens, but I'll put that in the description when this is uploaded. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to keep this short so that I know the episode is already long enough, but it's so much in there, and I actually wish we could have went longer. <laughs> but I needed to eat by the end of it. I was so uh, We just kept going and going, and it was awesome. Could have went forever. Um Anywho, uh, let's uh, run the intro and uh, enjoy Brody Moniker. You know what I was doing right before you uh, uh, signed on here? I was just running through some songs, and uh, one that came up was, I want to be your punching bag. <laughs> I want. <laughs> you, you flipping the script on me there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh, he's got the lick and everything. Oh, my God. That's it. Something like that. That sounds like um anyway, it's probably a million songs, but yeah. Well yeah, it's just man, that's flattering. Thank you. Oh man, it's it's one of my favorite songs in general. Not even just one of your favorite songs. It is one of my favorite songs. Wow. I listen to that all the time. I praise. I've been trying to learn it, and I know you helped me out by showing me the chords at one time. And I was just like, uh but I still just like sit there and I'm, I watch that one video because you got the GoPro on it, right? You got the GoPro going on the guitar end, and so I'm like, oh, I can, I can see, I can figure this out. <laughs> it's a funny this. view. I love the GoPro on the guitar. It's great, yeah, because yeah. you had that period of time that you did that on a few different things, especially with shows and stuff too, right? A little bit. I think we did a couple of videos with it. I I would just rent them, and then we'd oh, okay. them on, and then we'd okay. edit it in. Yeah. GoPros, I feel like a GoPro, like that tech is going to be indicative of a certain era for like making yeah, videos. From like 2011 like, to 2014. You know, <laughs> like, that, like that whole like fisheye kind of like band in a cheese yes. grater 
look from the 90s like it's just going to be right. indicative of you know that's the, that's the era man that is the yeah. era <laughs> what, the one thing i want to get i want to get have you seen that guy he loves the trains but it's like a fisheye gopro but it's like reverse so instead of looking forward it looks down on his oh head, really and his eyes just go really far apart <laughs> that's excited, awesome excited about everything yeah. like an inverse fisheye yeah pretty much yeah yeah that's, uh, that's, that's awesome there's so many so many cool little things you can get these days but yeah the the GoPros were great for just being on the road and yeah, being able to just quickly capture something. I mean, now phones do everything. So I know it's crazy, yeah. man. Like I could, like I technically, I could run this just on my phone, yeah. but I wouldn't get the the high quality of the, the webcam that I've got. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I teach and stuff. This is like basically my teaching setup too. Okay. For teaching via Skype and stuff. So right. it works so perfectly for this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I only have a couple of students that I have left. I haven't been teaching much in the past few years, right. but yeah, I I do it through, um, well, Zoom for a while. But they have that forty-minute uh, time limit on the free thing. What? <laughs> they cut you off? Yeah, they just cut Ouch. you off. But you just start it over again. You, <laughs> you just, just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, Skype. There are times where it just like crashes and does weird stuff. Anyways. Oh yeah, I can. I can't even use it. I don't know why my computer. Whenever I log in, it just doesn't work. I don't know. Okay. Well, it hates let's me. go to Twitter. <laughs> Skype. No, I find What's that this this the Streamyard works amazing. It's I was great. just yeah, it was easy to get into, and I was just uh, calling one of my friends the other day on it just to test it out before I started recording anything. And we ended up talking for like three hours, no time limit, no nothing. You could do all the stuff that you could do is just without recording, you can use it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is doctor. Yeah. This is crazy, crazy. <laughs> oh, it's, and it's, and it's free. Like what the hell? Yeah. And uh, the, I pay for it now. Cause I wanted to get as much like, rec like actual uh, of oh, storage. Storage, so, bandwidth, gonna, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah so I, I'm like, Oh, I'll pay for this because this is, worth it <laughs> yeah it's a good good format yeah man so what you've been up to lately you, you playing um well i mean yeah things are getting back to like normal i don't yep. know i use that term so loosely because i didn't think things were very normal before um everything shut down but right. um uh, it's i guess it's all relative but uh yeah there's gigs happening again i've been in saskatoon long enough now that i've started uh you know getting into playing with other groups and stuff um, which has been kind of the main thing that's right. been kind of happening since everything's opened up. Um, it's, it's a pretty diverse music community in Saskatoon. It's a good spot if you want to play a bunch of different stuff. And sure. we didn't lose any of our venues, which was awesome. Uh, right. That was definitely a worry, like with, with, with uh, everything that went down two or three years of, of trying to just struggle through it all. And oh, man. You know, we've yeah. still got all our stages for the most part. Uh, That's uh, awesome. The, the, the main bars and clubs and theaters all kind of, we're losing some of the movie theaters, uh, which kind of sucks, but in um, the Roxy. So yeah, we're not completely unscathed, mm, but okay. it's definitely, yep. we did pretty good. No, that's good to hear. Cause it's like, uh, I find that here in Kelowna, it's starting to have more of a scene. Like uh, when I first moved out here um, pre pandemic and I was here years ago, like before like, I would come out here for like a few months at a time because my family's out here and um, there wasn't a whole lot like 
not compared to like Regina. Regina was just so much going on for music, with, you know, compared to what was going on here in Kelowna. And now Fair, it's starting yeah. to pick up. And uh, actually, Johnny Two Fingers band was here the other day, oh, and nice. I didn't get to I didn't get to go, but I was like, oh man! And it, from what I saw, it looked like it was an awesome show. But I was like, yeah, I know those guys. A, I know those. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, he's a busy guy. Um, caught him at Nest Creek. We oh, played yeah. out there with uh, Fancy Diamonds, and that was a blast. We did man. the pontoon fancy diamonds I, one thing i wanted to get into <laughs> because like i have actually i did my research okay i went oh, okay he got some I notes actually, uh, i can't really see it because of the producer oh, there we go you handed you some notes there yeah uh i went through your youtube and all that and, uh -oh. and just watched video after video after video after video from panda corn fancy diamonds your uh, yeah solo it's a bit stuff. of a <laughs> but it's good it's good i was gonna ask you more so about that like I know um, you go and you do a lot of different kinds of things, but do you feel like you're drawn to certain things just based off of what you're feeling in the moment, or you kind of want to just cast your wider net? What do you feel about that? It's, I guess it probably has more to do with people and relationships. Um, you just, you get to know certain people and you work with them and, and, and it's, and it's, it's a good positive working relationship and the, and it's very, it's creative and you, and you, you kind of, work that way um i've also it, it it's doing like a project and being the sole person behind the project is it's uh it's it's tough i i would say it's a bit draining uh, by comparison to maybe working in bands or just being the the musician for hire sure. or whatever yeah. um so i try to balance it with that and maybe maybe to uh, to its uh detriment because i know you know like in some respects, you know, it's, you're taking focus off of other things, but right. um, as far as being like a player and a supportive role with groups, I, I it's definitely, a, it's an easy thing to imagine. And I enjoy being able to, to, to play different uh, in different projects with different instruments too. Yeah. Different instruments and, and different styles and stuff. It keeps things exciting. I think it was like what Joni Mitchell said, if you ever get bored, you know, with what you're doing, just try to, do another find another creative outlet and explore that it's not always about you know being in something that's going to be successful or right. going to do this or that or you know having like some obvious uh, long-term goals maybe the goal is something just simple as uh, you like to hang you know like it mm -hmm. and and part of the reason that you do the shows is to hang out with the people that come to the shows right and it's yeah, exactly. more of a more of a local thing than it is something you're looking to export uh, you know? right i get it and yeah. and i i think at some points you know that makes it a little bit more uh, it, it makes it get it gets it to a point where you know it, there is something there that would be good to present to a larger audience but it's not necessarily the motivation of the of the group sure. you know? man some I groups totally it's a little more <laughs> focused on that and, and that's cool too yeah. i've been kind of here in the city so i when i moved here i it was like about five years ago now six years and um my i was wanted i wanted to take some time off i did i did uh, like i did a western canadian tour with my group yep and i had done before that i did a a, a european tour with lynn hansen just playing guitar and um i'd gone off three years for three to four years working with jeff straker um and oh, yeah, that I just, I just needed a break, you know? And yeah, um, I just started working at Long McQuaid and, 
And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and I was like, well, there's no gigs. So <laughs> yeah, this fun. works out, this works out kind of well. <laughs> and, and it's cool. Like, you know, you work in a music store, you get introduced to people, but you're kind of like, you're, you're, you're kind of stuck in the, right. the city. Like right. it, as much as they wanted, like say they're, they're catering to musicians cause they obviously want musicians to work there. They're, they're not the most flexible when it comes to doing that stuff. They've been pretty good, but you couldn't, you can't just book two or three weeks off. At the end you of the know, day, they're and, a business and, that and wants to move guitars. <laughs> you're, 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 you're working there and you're there, you know, they, they want full-time people and, and yeah. that's, that's fine. And it is what it is, but it definitely kind of, I haven't been planning longer term tour stuff, but the weird thing is I don't know a lot of people that are yet. I know like maybe no. a handful of groups Yeah, and there are things I miss about that, but there's a lot I don't like I, as much as I love this, country touring it is a slog like it yeah, is it's a bitch it's huge <laughs> and the idea that we're like like as a we're not focused like for some reason we've just like given up on getting across the border to the states and been like oh well that'll never happen and and Dude, we're just like, speaking oh, of speaking let's just of. fly to europe that's what we'll do instead we'll fly to europe and it's like there's no money in that either because once you get there you have to rent everything you got man you got to go to the so states expensive. now I just saw I just saw something that's going to change everything. Oh, what and is it? I, it's the first time I've ever seen this. I got an advertisement multiple times saying, "Come visit the U.S." They are dying for people. I think. Yeah, but do they want us to work there? That's the difference, right? And that's yeah. and that's what the they don't thing. know. Don't hurt them. <laughs> well, but you get caught once and you ain't ever going back. Like, yeah, I, but maybe the maybe the loosen it up as a, as a living. You have to. It has to be you. You shouldn't feel like you're breaking the law right. just because you're, you're wanting to be a touring musician. And there's so much about what we do that we sweep under the rug just to right. pretend like, oh, you know, that's how, we, that's how it works. And, and that's just one of the big issues that I, that I have with um, kind of the focus of the industry is, is that, that, you know, we're, we're compromising because for whatever reason, we can't figure out how to play hardball. Right. We tried. We said, oh, they can't tour up here. And then all the small venues who weren't even affected by that yeah. law yeah. got up in arms about it and they threw it out the window. But really it was like, yeah, like Elton John has to play more, pay more to play here. Like yeah. not no effects, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like when they yeah. play Amigos, exactly. it's not, that's, that's okay. Because they'll do Amigos. They're not, they're still going to come. But it, it they, it, they really they, they really have a funny way of spinning stuff sometimes and we have a hard time and this is across the board for musicians you've probably heard it a million times from the old guard saying why are yeah. all these kids playing for nothing when we used to the union used to make sure right. these venues paid us our dues and they they're stuck in whatever year it is yeah, and, exactly. and we're we're incapable of where we can we can take up every everyone else's cause and we do yep. a good job of that yeah. We're very focused on sharing information and doing that stuff. Yeah. But we really have a hard time having some sort of unified vision for what our industry is. And I tear down that wall. I don't Mr. miss Gorbachev. that at all. And every time I get caught up in <laughs> like, oh, I guess I'll get my memberships and I'll do my things and start paying for this and, and yeah. putting my money towards that. I immediately start meeting people and working in environments yeah. from like, I don't, the trajectory of this is so off. You yeah. know, these are the same people that probably 20 years ago thought Napster wasn't going to be a problem. You know, like they're. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they totally were. <laughs> and, Out of touch. You know, 
I do end up meeting some people. Don't get me wrong. I meet some people that definitely have like really clear things, but it's, it's trying to get everybody on the same page with it, but you can't do that when the main motivation and the main message is you're an individual, you're an artist, you apply for this, you do this. And like the amount of jobs just ends up being like, you do all of the things. Sure. It's all you. It's you, 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 you. How do you feel and about like um, I, new social media way tactics? Like I know that a lot of people I, just aren't I, even doing it. You know, to me, I, 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 I feel like they mean what they mean to, to the person, you know? And mm. I really like, I've managed to connect and meet some really cool people. I, I'm really liking what TikTok is right now as far yeah. as like the, the people that are out there. You can run into somebody who's just starting out. They're working on their album, and they'll say something like, "Oh, I can't mix this." And they're like, "Well, just right. send me the files. I'll give it a shot." You know, like there's sure. there's a lot of openness to connection in that world. But even just just seeing what people are doing, they're very sh- forthright and sharing. I see community in that a lot yeah. more than I see and say like, you know, applying for grants and like oh, yeah. <laughs> and like and like. <laughs> And, and, and that not being like, I love that that money's there. Don't get me wrong. Sure. It's great. But I don't understand why we traded brick and mortar for that. Why we lost studios, why we lost mobile units, why, you know, certain places sit empty or we're not funding yeah. places for, for, for the industry to happen because that yeah. benefits everybody across the board. You don't have to know somebody who's in the room judging your application. You know, you don't have to, have all of that other stuff lining up for you to take advantage of those things. All you have to do right. is, is get in the room or, or, you know, book the space or whatever it is. And, you know, there's a, some of that going on, but I would love to see kind of the focus turn a little bit more towards that. So, you know, guys like you, young kids coming up, they could have a <laughs> professionally made uh, music video for, for next to nothing. And, oh yeah, definitely. And the people that are working in the film industry in the province are working on it. And that goes to, you know, and that, and then we present that to the world rather than, uh, you know, like we used to have Sass Tell Max was doing a lot more stuff here. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, man, we used to have STV. Like, yeah. like, like, do you remember much music and how yeah. like the shit they used to do? Oh man, tons. What happened? Like that was, know. that to me had more Canadian identity to it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It did most of the stuff that I'm seeing. Now. That's what I thought. That's what I thought you know? and hoped for when I was growing up, because it was like, oh, that looks cool. I want to do that. For and then sure. by the time I'm the, of the right age and the skill level to be able to go and do that, it just doesn't exist anymore. It all fell apart. <laughs> it's like... And some of the coolest stuff that I've seen them do, and this, you know, like we'll do all of our showcase stuff, and they'll go off to here and do these showcases. Yep they they to me they did that but they had this other thing where it'd be like we're gonna rent a stage in the middle of florida during like miami during spring break Mm -hmm. and cart down like kim mitchell and like you know like like yeah right like this was just the time (laughs) it was but like that's the person they're gonna put in front of all these people that just want to party and and that creates such a buzz you know and like they had weird stuff like look people and like they would do that every year and that type of stuff to me is like sure you know artist events or industry events are important in their own right but there's also like this weird like we need to be creating and i'd like maybe i'm missing it you know maybe it is out there and i'm just missing it but like 
just seeing that, like watching a, um, a television station and just the amount of power that it had. Oh it yeah. It's doing crazy, those man. things. It's crazy. I, I don't know. I don't see it. And, 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 and like even looking at the CBC and how they've dialed that back, I would, I would say, you know what? If we could have CBC one through 10, CBC five, John Gormley could have the whole station and then the conservatives could stop whining <laughs> right. about how much money we put into <laughs> yeah. it. You get one publicly funded thing. You can bitch about whatever right. you want. Right. Have exactly. your call in shows and do all that stuff. And, and we, you know, every other, every other, like, like, you know, seven of the programs uh, that are on the CBC could be expanded into sure full, full station. You well, know, like, especially in the age where you don't even need to actually reserve a frequency. It's literally the digital age. You could, could have infinite yeah. channels, right? They could ha CBC could have their own streaming network. Yeah. Like and they Spotify. do have two and three, but it's like, uh, uh, is it, is it, it's every year it feels like they're just like, you know, it just depends on who gets voted in that they're just yep. going to chop it, you know? And we watched that happen in Saskatchewan. We lost the mobile unit. We lost CBC studio one. Um, like I said, that we, we have that corner gas, uh, that soundstage big, yeah soundstage and they finally starting to do films there again because they, yeah. they the whole film tax credit thing fell apart and now yep. they're doing like these grants and it's like it's finally starting to connect i guess with filmmakers and get them in there but i know it sits empty most of the time and it's oh kind yeah of definitely like, there's one company that has like their talons kind of in it and they're yep. like they're like an un they're an artist in residence without having right. to have applied to be an artist in residence and they're getting paid to produce Sastel commercials and Rough Rider advertisements. You know, like, like, like it, God, that's, good that's, God. that's where the I didn't work invite is you on here to depress me, bro. That's where the work is, right? So, you know, and, and, and on a positive note, it's put yeah. a lot of power into a lot of independence. And there's some great sure. people yeah. doing, doing independent work here. But I don't know. Like, I feel like they should have access, easy access to those. They're publicly funded. We paid for those with tax dollars, that, that stuff. And people should be just, hopping in there and being able mm -hmm. to use giant studio space with proper right. uh, lighting. And, you know, they have like um, rail systems and like, it's, it's a proper yeah. film studio, you know? Oh yeah. I've been in there several times. Right. What were on, you in there for? Uh, several different things. I was in uh, a background acting on corner gas and insecurity oh, nice. and oh, yeah. uh, stuff like that. And then I was also, uh, in university and film school there sometimes we'd be able to book it out for free because we're for free students. so yeah so there is an accessible way through the university that you could use it it's not easy but it oh. was possible at the time at the time i, maybe, I don't know I what it's like it now is. yeah i could ask some of my film friends but i'm yeah. sure the i'm sure the I, professors I, would be promoting it i like, hope so like they were the ones that told us about it they told us my about big it. thing brick and so. mortar and accessibility would be so awesome to me and I'm seeing, like I said, I'm not something I'm not seeing it. I'm just like, I've yeah. been rooting for that. And I like, it's nice to see it. And I'd love to see more of that. And it's, uh, it's definitely been something that, you know, has, has been on my mind a lot when I've been like taking my break, you know, sure. uh, because yeah, like I, I, do I, do I really want to hit the road again and be driving 26 hours in between shows just nope. to tour Canada? Not really, you know? Not with gas prices be, the way they are. That's a, like, you know, the cost <laughs> of it. It's all, it's all a little goofy. And, and then, and then the, um, uh, the other angle, and I'm sure judging by the fact that you're doing a podcast, like just producing content out of, out of your home and, yep. and working in that environment, you know, like 
we were like 20 years ago, like flash animation came out, you know, like yep. there's, there's ways you can produce. You can do perfectly now. good yeah. Yeah. entertainment for people out of here and then connect it to a, a large audience. And going back to your point about what I think about socials is I think if you're focused on them in a way and what you do, if you can make it work for you, they're, they're fantastic. Yeah. That's um, kind of what I've been feeling. Yeah. Like even with this, uh, doing the podcast, I, I've kind of set it out from the beginning. I wrote some stuff down about how I wanted to do this. And I've talked about it a little bit in previous episodes, but it was like, if I get an episode recorded, I'm just going to put it up. Like, I don't care too much about, oh, I have to do it this way or cut it up into clips that are easily digestible or things like that. It's like, right. if, I'm, if I'm doing podcasts that are like two hours long already, the only type of person who's going to listen to it are people who don't really care about having easily digestible. They're already in the mode of like, hey, I listen to podcasts that are two hours right. long. That's the format. And that, to me, right. that's a podcast. Like podcast, yeah. the format is, you know, it's usually like... <laughs> two dudes yeah. just babbling about whatever but oh, yeah yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and not uh, making any goddamn sense <laughs> yeah just like two super opinionated guys you know like, blah, blah, blah. yeah but <laughs> but there's a lot of good stuff out there too I, i'm honestly i'm not a podcast person i haven't listened to a lot everyone's always like what podcast are you listening uh, to like, I, I would know, I if you were stuff. if you were the only thing i would recommend is just be like um just type in something that you are already interested in. Where do you type it in? <laughs> like, are you doing Spotify? Spotify? Yeah, yeah, Spotify. No. Uh, Google has podcasts, iTunes, everywhere. There's so many different things. There's even just like, if you just go into Google and just add, put in the topic and then podcast. Of course. I mean, it'll just be whatever. And then yeah. there's so many different ways to do but it. But I, I thought maybe there was like, like other types of uh, platforms that people were using to. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. The yeah, cool sure. part though is that everything's streamlined nowadays, which same with music, like um but with podcasts, I have like the RSS feed it's called. And okay. so you just get an account with that and so you just upload the MP3 file to them and oh. they automatically submit it to Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, everything. Almost like DistroKid and and those That's types it. of exactly. things. That's exactly. Exactly. And there's several other ones that you can use. The one I use is the RSS feed, but it's like the availability is almost overwhelming because it's like, I remember being like right. 17, 18, I, I was getting ready to play. And I was like, Oh, I'm about to graduate high school. I'm going to go try and play some shows. I'm going to be able to do this. And it was like, I had to think about my strategy of like, how I'm going to do this. How am I going to go out there? Do I go shake hands with as many venue owners as I can? Right. And that no, is like, yeah. uh, Which, and that's I mean, kind of what I did. You know, everyone <laughs> needs to do that. I, I, I had a lot of fun, you know, doing that stuff and I'd still would tour again. It's just, right. it, it just may, it doesn't make as much sense. And I know a lot of my friends are doing like weekend stints and stuff. Like, like, like I said, there's only a handful of bands that are literally like hitting the road and doing that. And a lot of them, like, some of them have like dual citizenship yep, and stuff, yep. and that's how they get into the states and things. I have but, a buddy uh, here. They make it buddy. work, and and they 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 have it's it's a little bit of a different approach than than just driving, you know, like to Ontario and back, mm -hmm. which I've done a handful of times, and I you know it's a great like this. It, there's definitely a lot of merits to hitting the road here and seeing. Like, yeah, this place. and you get out there, but I can totally understand not doing it because it's like. Okay, I'm gonna drive all the way to Edmonton for a show where it's like, okay, we're playing there one night. We have 45 yeah. minutes to play for 
28 people and Our out of that five percent might be interested <laughs> yeah and i mean i think i think if you're and going back to like your point about the social media stuff like you got to be going out there and setting up whoever's supporting you yes for success and the easiest way for to do that is when someone can say hey check out this yeah. and it does represent you like you're going through all my old stuff that's to my detriment, none of that really represents what I've been working no, on. The last no, no, <laughs> I know it's crazy. You know, so <laughs> it, it's cool that it's still there. Right. Um, a lot of people will just like scrub it and just you know put out like mm -hmm. so so that it it does, and then because it, it does make a lot of sense when when somebody is uh, they they want you to come, they want you to to, to be connected. Sure. They have something that they can they can share with people that gives them a really good idea of who you are, what you do, what you're bringing. And, and, you know, it's, uh, and, and a lot of time, like, like also for me, I also kind of felt like, you know, like, do I always have to have something to say, you know, like that's, right. that's another big, you know, like <laughs> going back to like the two guys talking in a podcast, like, I just yeah, never I, do. So I just say, I, whatever. <laughs> I have a lot of things going on in my mind, but like, do I really need to be like, sponsoring ads forcing this idea and this message onto people is right. it that important you know I, yeah. I, that's a struggle i think really a lot not. of people go through and for me it's like not always like i think there's a lot of uh other things going on right now that deserve a lot of focus and it's fun sure. for me to 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 focus on that too and and like what kind of like what let's uh, let's uh, move away from music for a second like what what would you do that's non-music that you think oh would oh be... not not even that but just watching other artists who are performing and, and doing okay. their thing and, and seeing what's going on in your own community and 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 listening to them and listening to yeah. what they have to say and what they're doing and not always like trying to not always being like everything you're doing because that's the one thing when you're when i was in that industry mindset yeah, even though you're just meeting people, there's always this weird like, oh, well, where's this going to go? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> am I meeting somebody that I want to do a gig with? And right. like, always used, like an expectation of getting something like a transactional one of my biggest, kind of like, thing. Turnoffs as far as like somebody I want to work with is, hey, so what's your draw? At that <laughs> point, I'm like, like, oh, hey, you've already God. established that you want to do this thing. And then all of a sudden that comes up. Like if that's your right. MO, just bring it up first and then we cannot have established that we might even want to be in the same room with each other, you know, like, cause it, it it's never been about that for me. Yeah, like no. when people are calling me up to like, whether I was, they wanted to crash on my floor and moose jaw on their way through town or uh, vice versa for me coming through, like it was, it was all just about, Hey, like we're all struggling to make whatever this thing is happen. Yeah. And we got to help each other. And, um, it was never really about, I wanted the audience to enjoy themselves. First and foremost, That's it was always about the audience. It's preaching and, to the choir here, man. <laughs> exactly. And, and when you're booking your bands, you know, in your mind, you'd be like, oh, well, I love this band. I think it's a great fit. Yeah. The last thing on my list was, oh, do they bring a ton of people out? Oh, because yeah, I, I honestly wanted to just build that relationship with that person because I like what they did. You know, yeah, exactly. I like, I like what they bring, you know, I like who they are and I like what they do. And at the end of the day, if people missed it, that's on them, you know, like, 100%. like, like, 
now now do you, you put that in a grant and you're not getting any money so it's right. <laughs> no one yeah. wants to support something that's possibly going to not have any have you ever yet, considered so. just lying bro <laughs> that's, and that's my other point about about the indoctrinating uh, element of grant writing which really is all about fudging your numbers right. and making sure that nobody you know is the irs gonna or is our cra gonna gonna watch this and, yeah, right no, or, or it if really you just encourages i what i call it is it, it encourages you to be uh not unlike what we've criticized in the global transportation hub scandal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes you accept these. Yeah, exactly. What you need to do, <laughs> what you need to do is whatever show you play, you just set up uh, uh, your phone for a live stream as well. Yeah. And so you add whatever numbers of the people that watch the live stream to the people that were at the show. It's not a lie. I don't think that's a lie. That's no, I don't lie. think that's a lie either, but it's like, did they pay to come to the show? No, but they still watched it. Yeah, or at least a minute or a bit. That's where they accidentally press the button on their Instagram. <laughs> that's how many people right. are in the band, and I paid them. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all right, the no, that's... in grants that it's just like, well, it wasn't exactly like that, but close enough, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Everybody does it. Yeah. Well, I'm, you I'm don't even have to be talking about this. Yeah. Well, you don't need to even say everybody does it because it's the same people who get it every year, so it doesn't. Really <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get petty. I, I, it's, I, I'm more of a systemic. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I it is a systemic, systemic problems, not specific. Well, it's not necessarily, it, you know, I always chalk things up to like, it's not, um, they're not doing it mean on purpose. They're not trying to be evil or anything. I think it's, it's just set up. Like you said, it's systemic yeah. where it's like people who are already kind of ahead and have maybe gone it before or have some kind of info that other people might not just get normally. So yeah. when they're writing their grants, they just already have an advantage. And it's yeah, just like, um, I, I can't put my finger on exactly why some people get them and some people don't. I know what I've been told as to why I didn't get it and it didn't add up to me. And that was right. the problem I had with it. Cause it's like, if you're going to put up strict guidelines and then you're not going to adhere to them, obviously something's fishy. So yeah. I, I, I don't know exactly why someone would get something, but I know why they've told me. And when I ask for reasons, they it doesn't add up to things that make sense to me. And at that yeah. point, I'm literally throwing my hands up in the air being like, okay, well, I guess yeah, that's it's... not an avenue for me. And I'll, I'll find other ways of producing revenue. And, you know, like, and obviously I, I, it's I, never I'm stopped fine. you. It's I'm never fine. stopped you, you from know, playing. I, I can teach and I can engineer <laughs> right. and I can do all that other stuff. And I, I, I'm, I'm good at making everything myself, so I don't necessarily have to pay anybody. But again, to your own detriment, because a lot of times they want to see somebody's name on a project that that you know yeah. is extending your reach, and I get that stuff too. But I also really like making my own stuff. You know, sure. like it's, of course, it's a big part of what I do as far as the creative process. I, I love um, making music um, and engineering it and playing around in mm -hmm. the DAW and and all that stuff, as I'm yeah, sure man. you do too. Yeah, yeah. it's I have part so of the <laughs> it's funny. I put out maybe like two one of my own songs and then like a, a few silly songs that i wrote but what do you mean I, by silly like uh, i did those uh sandworm i don't know if you saw my that puppet video i put up oh the puppet <laughs> but, video yeah yes. okay, so but like, it wasn't it was there was music but it wasn't just a song 
Yeah, there, exactly. It, yeah, I made yeah. a song, and then I was like, this needs a video. And I'm like, mm, right. I don't have any actors, so I'll just use these puppets that I have. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, Actually, was, they're was, in the background. <laughs> yeah, silly. Yeah. yeah, I love that stuff. I mean, with Brain Sauce, we did stuff. And like, we got written off as a children's act by the community. They were really? like, oh, I don't want to go see that. That's a kid show. And it's like, well, we have, like, Jim Henson was puppets. I grew up on puppets. Yeah, uh, Jim Henson yeah. was, like, massive. I don't know, but I, I think I, I think here you, when you're in an environment and you're drawing from things that aren't the norm, like I mean, around here the norm is pretty like. Oh, I know the Saskatchewan. Yeah, right. like it is what it's saying it is, and when That's people don't I'm understand in, uh, it, BC now, they, when they don't understand it, they'll kind of invent any reason they can to not even bother connecting with it. But oh man, it, we uh, and that's we both fine. Know. I, it's, it's never bothered me. What what. Just but this is why we've gotten a lot for so long, Brody, is that <laughs> we're both kind of in the camp. Like, could you imagine me in the time, like when I was in Hello Lady in Weyburn? Like oh, yeah. me in Weyburn, one of the most racist backwoods places in Canada. Oh, and I, I remember working <laughs> with certain people and criticizing these small towns for stuff that I would yeah. like it experienced. And like, it, it's been like literally like, you know, fag bait this and, you know, yep. like long hair you can't wear a scarf in here that kind of stuff like uh, kicked in country clubs like from behind and stuff like just like oh yeah man never never i always managed to talk my way and, and avoid like any sort of like crazy violence but it was yeah. always around and you could always feel this weird like this isn't my place it was know? very aggressive there's no actual yeah. community it was just a bunch of assholes who needed a place to stay in between oil rig jobs and it was like yeah like in some of those more transient work yeah yeah for sure so they didn't have you roots know? there they didn't have family there that would be ashamed of them you, you know, know you know what's even worse though <laughs> those those jerks that uh they just they, they work on the non-renewables and then they put it all up their nose oh yeah oh yeah man <laughs> no i know yeah all those fan uh, what do you even call it the fan like the the, the wind wind power techs man they're the they're the worst they'll literally oh, just i just imagine that they try to they'll just <laughs> take those big long blades and they'll just do a whole rail across one of those blades yeah they're out of their minds now it's crazy <laughs> just well you kind of have to be crazy did you see what happened the other day I'm in totally the netherlands stuff up right now i have no idea what no, I, I just assume everybody does drugs. I'm I'm wearing my drugs are bad shirt. <laughs> oh my god! No, I, I'm I honestly have no idea. I, I uh, I'm just I'm 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 making a joke because I don't I don't know like is it is it industry specific? The, um, I think it's people who have. And, uh, I think it's people who have noses. <laughs> mostly just noses. Yeah. If you have a I, nose, I, uh, I've, I've been in those communities a lot, and I've had good times in those places playing places. But it's usually like you know, you're playing the art gallery or right. like, like in the library or, or something that you know, or a house show. Right. Uh, there's some good theaters and stuff. Yeah. Usually when I start in, like I really avoided doing the bar touring thing because the the handful of stuff that I did, I I knew right away it was just like. What what ends and this was a big thing and it's a big reason probably like brain sauce kind of deteriorated for me is because mm -hmm. I you split the focus and it's because like one minute sure. you want to make some money and you're doing three sets of blah 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 seventy percent covers thirty percent originals or whatever you're splitting and then the next minute you're trying to promote a show where you're just doing it original material and your audience is confused you're confused yep. your band is like hey man what should we be I thought this was a goddamn it? children's show. I paid for a children's show. And here I am playing Johnny Cash <laughs> singing about killing people and doing cocaine. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it's like, well, it just depends on the kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a nose. <laughs> He's got a nose. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh... <laughs> but yeah, like it really, at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I just can't deal with all this macho fucking drunk oh, yeah, bullshit no, man. That, that kept happening. All of, You know, you'd be dealing with guys trying to come up on stage and play your instrument and Oh, you know, that's the worst. I, you know, you play a Les Paul because it's heavy at that point, not because it's, you know, like it, it's, it's actually like a concern, like you're worried right. about your safety and uh, it's just, yep. you know, and like even doing shows in Moose Jaw, I would get in yelling matches with people uh, just because they would harass the sound guy as if he tells the band how long to play or how long to sound check or whatever, you know, like, yeah, these people power have trips, man, power trips. It's so crazy. And it's like, dude, like, I know you're on parole. Like <laughs> you're not going to hit me. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get out of his face. I'll give you your cover money back. You can go home, you know, drink a case of beer at home. It's cheaper. Right. You can smoke there. You'll be happier. <laughs> you don't have to bring this to this event. You know, like, and I just, yeah, that's another reason I got exhausted, man. I, mm-hmm. I took a big break there and just started doing more like indie rock things and just focusing sure. more on the music community rather than trying to play bar shows and really connect. And like, yeah, it's, it just, it just, you know, as it, as fun as some of that stuff was, it, all it took was one or two people at the event at the door, just yelling at you because they weren't playing the songs they liked or whatever it was. And you know, demanding their cover back for their yeah. friend who wasn't leaving. You know, like just was, the crazy stuff over the years. So I was many even times. thinking, I was thinking that uh, it would be cool. Like I wouldn't have thought it was cool 10 years ago, but now I think it's a lot cooler idea to have more dry bars, you know, no alcohol. There has to be something because at the end of the day, if the only reason my music is successful is because I bring out alcoholics, I have no interest in being a part of that industry either. You know, like that shouldn't determine whether or not I'm a profitable act is whether right. or not I bring out people who drink till they're blackout drunk. That's what you I mean. Know? Like if you had a place like for I've been talking like uh, I know because my younger brother's running for city council here in Kelowna right now. And one oh, of the main problems is that there's no outlets for like 15 to 17 year olds. All, you know? all the halls have outpriced themselves. You can't rent anything. I know it's stupid and bring in sound. Like there's just, there's no way to make any money for the touring bands. Like that hardcore scene was great for that. Although they really wrecked that in some ways, mm-hmm. at least in the communities I was in when they trashed the venues and then we couldn't right. rent them anymore. Like it, it really, and, and now I don't even know, even if you still could, I think they would still, they'd be too expensive for the average person to. Not in Kelowna, man. These kids are fucking loaded. (laughs) But are they renting them? Like, are they actually? No, I mean, like, if somebody opened a hall, if somebody opened, because there is a hard thing to run. How are you making money though? Like, it has to be subsidized. Mm. Because, because, like, it's all cover at that point, and who's going to pay thirty bucks for a show? Uh, That's I don't know. I I've done the. Yeah, I I I I think I think what what I think we should do or what I think what might work like, but like, like to your point, I'm all for having yeah. more venues in the merrier. If someone has a way of making that work, yeah, love it. Yeah. you know, all ages venues, definitely. It's, it's a big problem uh, that we don't have a lot of young kids. I think in Moose Jaw, after we moved away, there's literally no independent artists or bands that are doing promotions. None. None. Yeah. No. Zilcho. John does like a jam once yeah. in a while. Bobby's place has cover bands and then they mm-hmm. have the solo guy singing, you know, carry on my wayward son at the right. 
Yeah. It, like lots of really talented people. Like some of those songs, man, are like ridiculous. I've heard some crazy, like, I think when I was Mushal last, someone was doing, uh, he was a solo guy and he did paradise. This is what blew my mind. He did paradise by the dashboard light by himself. Oh my God. <laughs> and just nailed both parts. Oh and he man. Finished and nobody <laughs> fucking clapped. And I was like, you people would clap for your friend butchering that at karaoke. Right. But exactly. not for this guy who literally just did it for you you know, verbatim, like off the record. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's so funny to me how the, it's just the focus. There's no focus on it. So a lot of young kids, they're not growing up with parents who recognize the talent. They're not growing up with feeling that accolade of being like, Hey, I want to do this. Cause I want it to feel good when somebody right. says, Hey, good job. You did great. That's awesome. Please do more. You know, like it's very obvious to me where the disconnect is and, and watching Moose Jaw specifically, a town of 30,000 people go from uh, a place that could, could, could support breakout West yeah, back yeah. in the early two thousands to a place with like one venue with a sound system is absolutely Yikes. wild. I, I wonder like, I wonder if, just the amount of media that people are bombarded with, especially younger people, compared to when we were growing up, you know, it's, it's like played a part. Yeah, it's like if you're spending your whole day being bombarded by, you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and music, and all of this stuff all day, the last thing you want to do is go pay for that thing you just been bombarded with all day. And yes it's like, no, I think if you if, had nothing you, going on, you could but be if you like booked that person who's popular on TikTok, yeah, and brought them in and yeah, promoted sure. it properly. You might have a shot of, yeah. of maybe make building something. Nobody's focused on that. They're focused on where's that 90s money, you know, where's that money? Let's bring the Backstreet Boys and yeah, that'll fill and whatever. There's people that want it, like go hard, but like the 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 part to me is 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 that young kids to your point there's no all ages venues yeah they don't even know what a live music venue looks like until legally they're allowed to walk into a bar right it's ridiculous it's so messed up like culturally there's a huge disconnect with live music and you could there's a ton of factors um you know they took smoking out of bars. They took a big hit. Honestly, we pay the most for liquor. Like the taxes we pay on alcohol here are absolutely nuts. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, like I said, like I'm, I care less about having alcohol at events and stuff. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it definitely it pays the bills. Like places that pay, you pay the bills that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I, I've been pushing for when I when I get the chance to talk about, it, I said, well, why don't we all we play these venues? They give us a little thing. It says, hey, I'm a Canadian band. I played this venue. I produce Canadian content. Yeah. Here's my set list. Here's my band name, and they submit that at the end of the year and get a giant tax rebate. Right. Exactly. I, and then I, that I could, that can be put into equipment, paying the sound guy. If if every venue could pay had had government money paying the sound and the door guy. That's $400 that can go towards paying the band. Right. For every gig. Yep. You know, like, and we're putting people to work, you know, like it's jobs. It's job creation too, right? It also brings competition because it's, that was one thing that I I miss uh, is like, and I, I love community. 
but I love competition. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's there like be a healthy amount of, of pushing each other because, but, but it's it's like, I'm going to put on a better show than the people I'm going up. <laughs> like that's just in my mind, not necessarily in a mean way. It's like, if I was going to go play basketball with my <laughs> brothers or my friends, I'm like, yeah, we're going to play a game because I want to win. I'm not going to hate you or be like mean to you. I might trash talk a bit, but it's like at the end of the day, the game's going to be more fun. If people are trying to win, if you're trying to go out there and put on the best show of the night, you're going to put on, you know, people are going to yeah, have a little, a little more been, energy. And I've been a little, I'm, I'm a little more of like, like maybe the, it's like the, the golf mentality. Well, I don't know. What's, what's a sport where it's like you, you, you only really do better than yourself. Like I've, I've always, right. always been personal for me. I've never watched another band and been like, Oh, that's something that, uh, you know, uh, um, I like watching bands that, that do certain things that, that yeah, sure. connect with people, but I can't be that person. No, that's I can't okay. do those things. And, and nothing bugs me more than having the, the, you know, the clone show, Tom Vander, what is his name? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the like, here's like, Oh, here's guitar solo. Go up to the front and do your solo like this. Right. And, and you know, Oh, uh, everybody does this when, when you do this Oh yeah. That's garbage. It's, it, <laughs> that's garbage. <laughs> there to me is some people can do it well and it works really well. To me, there's definitely bands where it just, it makes sense to do it because the music dictates dynamically that i will i will say oh I'll, I'll be more i'll be more specific too though but because i've seen shows where guys barely move and they they don't necessarily do anything like physically but they right. draw people in because of they have a whole thing going right and it's like yeah. the people that don't really think about that or like the performance aspect of it it's like you're performing you know the people yeah. are there to watch you perform you have to think about the performance you can't yeah, just be like you know, there's different genres for that. Like, like shoegaze right. is a thing. Some people right. get that. That's that's what they get, and they understand why it has value. But I, but I would even, do. I would even put those people that are in those good shoegaze bands understand the performance aspect of it. They're and doing so there's, something. The, there's, there's bad, there. there's bad there's shoegaze. Aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. They're fitting yeah. into the aesthetic of it because music is such a strange thing. It's like, yeah, most of it is done just like with uh, sound, right? Especially when you're practicing whatever you're not really. But you can let people into what you're doing with the way that you um, physicalize. And, yeah, and, exactly. You know, it's a big if, thing. And if right? that's like it's sitting in a little circle, you know, like if it's yeah. everybody sits down, if it's like making, you know, you're making a show of it where it's like, if you want people to listen to your music in a certain way. Tom well, Jackson, to, that's the guy I was thinking of. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Go on. yeah. 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 If you are wanting people to listen to your music in a certain way, you have to teach them how to listen to it in a certain way yeah, by being I, I always, the thing. Like, you yeah. know, if you're going to be chill, be chill, show them like that. Yeah. In a way, I, I would, I, I never, I never want to look down on my audience either as if I know something they don't, I, I, I would rather they just felt welcome and, and what they get out of it is what they get out of it. Um, my job is to let them know that I enjoy it. And, right. and, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and in that way, they, they're allowed to enjoy it too. Um, and that works for me. It's not going to be everybody's go-to thing on stage. Right. Well, no, so, some, I will I, like, this is, this is just me, Brody. This is nothing to, uh, I know you are, sure. a ni you're a nicer person than me. Uh, some people, <laughs> some people suck is the answer <laughs> is that some people suck and they don't consider that it could be a bad show. It's like, sure. Do what you want to do as yourself, but be aware that 
like some bands just aren't aware that they are putting on a bad show. And it's like, you don't have to be fucking whatever. It's just be aware that things can go bad. And there's like a minimum standard of like, Hey, you're, there is an audience and you have to respect them. And like you're saying, you yeah, want them to feel wel audience. welcome. Yeah. Right. And yeah. making a audience feel welcome is that you're bringing them into the mm -hmm. performance. Right. Or, it's like, you know, like some noise artists, it's all about like making people actually uncomfortable. Oh They're yeah. Like certain <laughs> groups, like it, it, there's, there's, it's about the discomfort. About oh it. man. It's me and Jeremy on the last episode. I don't know if you, uh, uh, know I Jeremy at all. He's from, all. he's from Moose, but he's from Moose Jaw. He does, okay. he doesn't do any music or anything like that, but okay. we were talking about this he's like he said one of the things that he wants to do as a goal in his artistic life is to make somebody puke through <laughs> one of his projects but like subtly so not necessarily just be like here's a bunch of bad smells or whatever but like <laughs> to do something to just get somebody to like <laughs> it was like yes Horror. that is exactly it Disgust. Yeah. but yeah, if people uh... know that going in right like gg allen that's who I yeah, brought up. It's like I mean, if people you don't go to a G.G. Allen show thinking, oh, this is going to be really nice and I'm going to go home and have, a, you know, you know what you're once getting. Once the word into. gets out, you know what G.G.'s all about. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I, I I never really got the G.G. Allen thing. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody. Yeah, actually well, I always did. thought he was kind of a failure because he said he was going to kill himself on stage. And he didn't. <laughs> it's like, dude, you had one job. Yeah, you you fucked up. Then you fucking died of a hair. <laughs> and then that—that's what makes you puke because you're just yeah. so disappointed. I'm so in disappointed him. <laughs> in him. I barfed. Yeah, dude. So many like all those other losers that died from heroin over there. Just another one of those losers. Yeah. No. And uh, a liar. And a liar. <laughs> God. I want my, I want my five dollar cover back. Yeah. I. Uh... We're just so insensitive. <laughs> We're just so insensitive I, to the psychopath. Was Gigi Allen someone that you should be sensitive about? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, every once in a while, you'll bump into someone that just is so into him. It's like running into guys just like loves Charles Manson or something. You're just right. Like, okay. Oh man, have you ever heard of this Hitler guy? <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you're a history buff or anything. Yeah. But. It all started back in 1918. <laughs> like, was, no, he was fighting in World War One. In oh, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. When he tried to go to art school. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen those people that are like painting over his paintings? Oh man, that's like uh, like it's smart, but it's, it's also like like yeah. I don't know how if what to feel about that. It's like okay. I was I thinking know. of painting over my own paintings. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they don't like they don't paint over it. They like like they they annex it. Like they add oh, they add to it. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, I'm trying to remember what that the was. The actual yeah. painting though, like the actual... yeah, they they've gotten a hold of his actual paintings. Maybe prints too. I don't know, but uh, oh, I, that was a while ago. I saw that, but I'm not sure if it was a bunch or just one or what. <laughs> is it just a bunch of dicks uh, drawn on? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's all it is. Just, it's like actually they just they just imposed it's clip art they cut out a picture of Gigi Allen right and just put just him in shitting it. into whatever yeah just shitting into Charles Manson's mouth and <laughs> now that's what sells thirty dollars tickets that, you know, that's that a, gets that's the an kids NFT out I would buy that's what gets the kids out to these alcohol free establishments I think, I think so. <laughs> you replace alcohol with shock. <laughs> shock yeah. art yeah. shock art yeah whatever you shock tarts shock art. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, the new it's Howard a, Stern. It's a funny time, man. There's so much. Like you're you're right. There's a lot of stuff out there, and it's really easy to get lost in everything. But also, you see a lot of people just finding their niche, and like yeah, oh yeah. There's like that Uber fame thing is not really as as relevant anymore. Like I'm wondering if we'll see the end of the Stadium Act. You know, like, yeah. Once Paul McCartney dies. Well, I mean, you got Harry Styles, uh, Lady Gaga still doing a lot of touring. Oh, and Kanye, I guess. And there's still there's still some big names that can do it, but like, is it is it something that actually for a lot of reasons, you know, like the logistics of it? And yeah, and exactly. Yeah, I guess if everything switches over to being a little bit more uh, eco friendly and green, it, it makes a little more sense. But the whole right, you know, taking two driving two semi-trailers to be at the show ahead of you so that you can play the night before with the other rig is just ludicrous like that's yeah. that's why these shows cost three or four hundred bucks a ticket i don't know if a lot of people know that but like when these when they do stadium tours that makes sense they have to have a lot of them have to have two separate rigs and one goes ahead while the other one is being to used. go set up right yeah. that makes sense i saw jack white this summer in vancouver oh cool where at oh, it was probably uh, a pretty small venue, eh? uh it was the peony is that uh what about a thousand two thousand seater no it was the uh, maybe maybe i don't know the name of it but it was near that area and it was like i think there was 8800 people there wow well that's a cool size yeah it was pretty sweet yeah. like uh like i know uh quincy mccrary the his keyboardist <laughs> that's oh. where i went yeah i know his cool. keyboardist i how do you well, know him um, my family knew his family when we were living in Los Angeles when I was in high school. Oh, that's wild. Up. And yeah, and uh, actually the very first song I ever recorded, he recorded me. <laughs> and then really? it was like, uh, his dad was Alfred McCrary and Alfred McCrary has done tons of stuff like over in Germany ever. Like the McCrary family wow. has been singers for since like the seventies. And, uh, yeah, his yeah, uncle yeah. Howard McCrary was one of the California raisins. <laughs> And, yeah five degrees of the california raisins yeah man it was crazy and so when i found out he's coming <laughs> up to bank i saw jack white was coming to vancouver and i was like oh i should message quincy so i messaged quincy and he is like oh yeah come on down to the show so we got to go to the green room and, super cool yeah it was pretty awesome like and jack is jack white is just the coolest motherfucker on the planet like, yeah. he's just yeah it'd like, be a great show uh he has the whole thing where now you have to put your phone in these locked bags and you can't use your phone the entire show oh wow so it's like it's to get in you have to they put your phone in they lock it and then you, there are places you can go and you can walk out and go to stations they'll open it up if you need to check your phone or anything but if you're in the concert area no phones and yeah, it's like so know. everybody's there yeah. watching the music and they just jam man there was no like tracks there was no like yeah anything like that it was four dudes it was organ jack on guitar bass player and drums and it was just th every song was different from the recordings it was just like they're just jamming jack would just take it and just whatever and the yeah, order was just material. whatever cool. and it was just yeah, so I mean cool. that's it's definitely a great way to put on a show. I'm not anti-track or anything like that. Like I, I think there's so much, there's so many ways to to, to put on a great show. Like and just oh yeah, sure, things yeah. move dynamically. I know there's a lot of people that get kind of snobbish about certain things, and I see that a lot. And again, like divisive 
stuff. I, and it's like, I more so just get bored. Not... If it's if it's exactly the same as what I could hear on the album, I get bored. Yeah, like why wouldn't I just put on the record? I yeah. would rather see people enjoying the 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 event you know, right like if they the, use tracks and they can make it interesting and different and it's like yeah cool. like, I've yeah, seen like some, i'm and, cool with that and i've seen some <laughs> bands like they, they have some songs that are track heavy and some songs that aren't and it, it when when there's still a way to produce uh, or, or not produce but just have an interaction with the the band members musically and the audience it always yep. works you know yeah, yeah like it's it's just another thing you can do to add an element of dynamics to what you're doing and um, some guys, some people do it really well and, and some people it just, yeah, like you say, it, it kind of overshadows, I think maybe, maybe the, 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 the nature of music, but then to, to that point, there are some people who get mad when it doesn't sound exactly like the record. Yeah. So these poor singers nowadays, I, it just get, I think like, that's why Jack like White post- has an advantage though. Jack White has an advantage mm-hmm. over all these well, other he's, artists because he's, he's established he's, himself as a weird that, guy. <laughs> He's established himself as somebody who's going to deliver that, and that's right. Great. But then you exactly. got poor guys like Post Malone who falls on stage, bruises yeah, his ribs, and the whole that. internet's like, "What a what a jerk!" What like his his tracks kept going, and and he's a why didn't he like oh poor baby like it's like dude the guy literally like weighs 250 pounds fell through a hole in the stage yeah. onto his ribs, and apparently he's like a super nice guy too, and finished the show. <laughs> yeah, and. And they sing to doubles. And I don't think people understand that. Like I mix a lot of shows, yeah. uh, like hip hop shows and stuff, sure. like as a front of house. And they all, what they're doing is, is they have a doubling track a lot of times. And sometimes the doubling tracks mix a little hot and it's really hard to differentiate the two things. Right. And I find yeah, yeah. that immediately has less of a connection with the audience than the artists that only double sometimes and then have right. like a, a quieter double or a louder double in the courses. Mm-hmm. And they, they use that double as a dynamic sure. tool in the mix. So if it's done correctly, I think it can have a really, you know, really impactful uh, element to it. But uh, yeah, everyone was just on him. And I was like, guys, like, why, why, like, what did Post Malone do to anybody? Like you said, nothing, like, apparently nothing. he's like a super nice guy. Yet, People- you know, we let Clapton still put out albums, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know i know he's such a jerk anyway he's an over, he's an overt racist is what he is and he's still he have to get into that progressive politics stuff but it's it's definitely i think about that stuff a lot too just watching what gets people upset just being like and like I think people actually just like upset. To be upset. one thing i've noticed is there's like this weird thing going on where it's like everybody's angry about this and i'm like i haven't seen a single person angry about that I don't know what you're talking about. Where are these angry people? And it's, it's, like, it's what they get shown, right? No, if you, but if I, you and I, I think, were to Google the same exact phrase right now, we would get different search results. And I know they're out there, but at the same time, I am wary of manufactured um, dissonance. Oh, it's all fake. Dissonance. It's all no, fake. it's not not all of it. No, there like, are definitely moments where it's like ah. You know, a lot of people mad at Dave Chappelle. That was real. Oh, a lot yeah. of people like mad at mad at like like upset about certain things, and and um, but like I never saw a single person mad about the the um, ca- like a lot of casting things. They invent this this thing I've noticed. Oh, it's like yeah. before yeah. I even know what the movie is, I'm hearing about how people are mad about how it was cast, and I'm like, yep. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if it's real or not. I'm like, uh, is this all like, is that what they're doing to just get people talking about their movies? I, I think so. Very uh, a great, Very uh, what was it? Oh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day where Red Dead Redemption 
Okay. You know, okay. So Red 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 Dead Online was dying off. Okay. And a couple right. months ago, everybody had that like funeral because they're like, oh, they're killing Red Dead. And so on the game, everybody goes online and they in each server, they're just having these fake funerals for Red Haters. Dead Online. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, just a couple weeks ago, they released a new update in response to Red Dead dying. They're like, well, because of everybody was so into it, we've released this new update with new skins, new missions, yeah, new things. Yeah, it's like yeah. that would have taken months and months so of they knew work. They were just waiting. They had it. Yeah, they had it. They weren't so, killing it. They just faked it. They, they faked, faked it. it. They faked it. And, you know, there's a lot of, I think, a lot of social media is companies or, or like promotional companies they're getting pretty wise to how because people are pretty predictable like in regards to certain things uh with their online response to stuff sonic the and, hedgehog but i mean was that i don't think that one was planned i think they actually were going to put that out and everyone you're telling me that. in a in a world where it takes hundreds of people hundreds of people to make these cg movies and design teams teams it depends it and really they depends. released an image of something that was so grotesque that there wasn't a single person in <laughs> those teams to be like, hey, we we shouldn't just I, I, use I could the see source that one, material. I could see that one going either way. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh no, we're gonna, and it's like, they put it out, it gets leaked. And then all of a sudden yeah, yeah. somebody is like, oh, but it should be like this. And some random guy all of a sudden puts out a fixed version of it and people are like yeah it should be like this it should be like this and then, and then they're then like they... oh okay 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 yeah who's the guy yeah, yeah i mean it's possible do i think that it's also possible that like they could use the same tracking if they're not doing it they're dumb they should be doing it. i'm sure i'm sure they are like I, <laughs> like like there was all that all like there everyone's mad about buzz lightyear not right tim allen. like tim allen doesn't own Plus, and he, he was the toy. He wasn't he never, the real Buzz Lightyear. I know. Lightyear. It's like it's not even canon. He and like it's I don't a even, kids like, it's movie. Canon for Toy Story. We're talking about canon. It's for Toy Story. a kids like, movie. And I'm like, like people don't understand that. Like, no actor owns the creative rights to anything unless right. they wrote the movie. Right. And that's like a fundamental disconnect again culturally with what's yeah. going on. You entitlement man. Don't care about who wrote it. Right. who produced it who directed it they care more about the guy who voiced it and acted right like and have you no sense like you did you watch they kenobi? didn't create it <laughs> did you watch no. kenobi okay because no, i watched my star wars no i'm not like no okay but it's it. exactly what we're talking about it's yeah, like okay. um but it's the opposite the inverse not the opposite it's the inverse they everybody loved it and okay. i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm trying to like it and i'm like this was is that, just a poorly that, made that, show. Was that McGregor doing the? Yeah, they brought him back. Obi Wan impression, and he's like, great. He's great. It was like all of the pieces were there for it to be good, and it just wasn't. <laughs> and I was just like, mm. it just wasn't good. And I was like, it's okay to have a bad show every once in a while, but it's like they're trying to hide that they fuck up. Right. It's like, right. It's okay to fuck up. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, like everybody's. I don't go online and voice my opinion about about movies. Me either. I just like, read I, it I, because it's I, hilarious. I, I do think about it a lot, and yeah, I do see a lot of people just right. like like a lot of people just love 
and like you know right now everyone's all about Dahmer and it actually gave me nightmares I've never had a the show give me nightmares before but oh like, you I watched it I haven't watched it I can't I watch watched a few episodes, episodes. <laughs> I've concluded that all these years Joe Para has been doing Joe, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer as Mr. Rogers that's oh his whole shtick <laughs> It's either that or, or uh, what's his name? Evan uh, Peters is, is oh, yeah. ripping on Joe Para. Like he Man, Joe Para. I love it's, Joe Para. Joe Para is the watch, best. Watch Dahmer <laughs> and then watch Joe Para and tell me it's not the same voice. It is like you close your eyes and it's it's eerie. It looks like, like either you guys Joe Para are making has a pancake in his living room. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> you put, could you put some chocolate chips in there? Yeah, we could do that. Okay. <laughs> he's the best i love joe Perry. he's so good yeah he's uh I, I think that's why it's funny though because it's actually like this weird like he's so wholesome but he's just he's talking like a, a known serial killer yeah like he's doing a jeffrey dahmer impression right yeah. but the content is pure mr rogers like he loves you yeah he loves oh, man. Everyone. he's so good oh man i've watched uh, like I love Joe Paris so much, I went back and tried to find videos of before he started doing the just persona. to see if it's, a, if it's a bit, yeah, yeah. And his regular self is kind of like that, but it's but he he plays it up. He oh, once yeah. he realized when he played it up, and I think he explained it in an interview or something that he was just like, it's kind of like he knew people like his, in his family who talk like that, and it's a so very he, midwestern thing. Yeah, I think. yeah. And like, so he like, just tried it one time. Amongst yeah, a certain place, yeah. Yeah, he just tried it one time, and it kind of like really took off, and people really liked it. So he just no, kept playing. It's it a up. lie. He's he's basically watched hours of footage of the Jeffrey Dahmer trial. No, I will say and, though, I will say now, he is actually like <laughs> it's. I would say he's like ninety percent of the way there, and then the extra ten percent is what we see on stage. It, but he is like very, very close to what he yeah, is on I stage. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. It seems pretty genuine. I just think it's so funny to me that they're so alike. Like, the oh voice, man, I have to watch voice. this now. It's so funny to me. Like, I put it on at work for two seconds, and everyone started laughing because it's so funny how similar it is. That's the like. I wasn't even going to bother watching that show, but anything to do with Joe Para, even if it's indirect familiarity <laughs> with Joe Para, I will watch it. You just have to just don't even watch. Just put on the preview where he's talking to the his neighbor. Just the, the audio. Hallway, just have it playing. Like, oh back. my god! It's literally it could be Jeffrey Dahmer talks you to sleep. <laughs> Joe Para should Joe Para should go on SNL and be doing Joe, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer sketches. Uh, we'll send him an email. I bet I bet he would respond to his social media DMs. <laughs> like just, I feel like Joe Para would. Tweet him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just be like, hey Joe. Joe, have you ever considered <laughs> a parody of Jeff like a Jeffrey Dahmer parody sketch? Right. Yeah, that would go over like that would go over so well. It's now's the time to go to strike Actually, while the iron's hot. I think Chevy Chase used to do Dahmer in Oh really? Yeah, in the early years. Oh that's a, <laughs> that does sound familiar. It does sound familiar. Man, Chevy Chase. Wait, but yeah, I think I saw footage of that. No, it would have been after the early years because when did Dolan? Anyway, whatever. It's, this is this is this is what the podcast's all about, though. Going off on tangents into weird places. I didn't did not expect Joe Perry to come up, but I love it. I, I love it. Love you know, Joe Perry because I, I that's something that's been bugging me. I've been texting my friends. I'm like, it's just it's him. He's doing it's Dolmer. 
I, I do have one question. I'll just ask you right now. I, I don't even know. Uh, there's, there's really no rhyme or reason to this whole fucking thing. Um, but I do have a question that I've asked everybody else so far. Is that uh, if your younger self, it doesn't really matter what age, like younger, whatever you consider younger, like I think like teenage years or something. If your younger okay. self could see you now, what would they say to you? What would they say? Yeah, what uh, would they say to you? Seeing probably you probably in some respects, they'd be like, uh, "Where did it go wrong?" <laughs> and then uh, in other respects, it'd be like, uh, "I never thought I'd get that far." Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's 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 all related to kind of um, not under not understanding what it is that um, really holds a person back from what it is that they want to achieve when they're young, what they dream about, what they want, and and also not understanding uh, what it is that's driving them forward, you know? Sure. And and those two things can be so at odds with each other that you literally go nowhere, you know? Like... <laughs> oh, I just, know. <laughs> you just, it's a stalemate, right? Yep. So there's my philosophical answer. No, that's that. great. No, that's a, that's a great answer. I, I love asking this question. Uh, like, I thought of it before I started... Uh, like before even the first episode, I was like, I like questions that shake things up in a different way. And it gets you thinking about, I don't know where you were, where you're going. It kind of, I, Cause if you were to, everybody has the same answer to what would you say to your younger self? And it'd be like, I wouldn't say anything. I just punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> no, for, if I had something to say to my younger self, it would be, you know, like figure out what, what's find out what's bothering you and, and don't project that on other people. You yeah. Know? Like it, it's, 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 it's not easy being you and that's okay, but you have to understand that it's no one else needs to, right. to suffer because of that. I think and, mine. And, and if yeah. it means getting away from certain relationships in your life too, to figure that out, you have to, you, the sooner, the better, you know, like, like yeah. you, you, you need to, you need to focus on yourself yeah. more rather than just focusing on whatever it is, getting right, the, band that's coming the up, next yeah. weekend or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I like, uh, I had a revelation recently and it was, if so, if I were to say anything to my younger self, it'd be like, not everything has an answer Yeah, <laughs> and, and not everything makes sense and it never will. And just, yeah, it it's like, it's like that great Picard quote from uh, Next Generation. <laughs> He's like, um, sometimes you can do everything right and still fail. And still fail, yeah. That's a brilliant series. I crushed that one when it was on Netflix, too. I didn't actually... The weird thing was I didn't watch it a lot growing up. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's it stood up pretty well. Oh, aside man, from the weird so episode where they have the planet of Irish people and they sell them. <laughs> yeah, off yeah, there's some weird ones in there. <laughs> but they were doing like if you think like television back then, they were doing so many episodes, right? They were yeah, doing, and, and, and watching like... that format too, and watching like the season ending cliffhanger that you don't get anymore. Really, yeah, I mean exactly. Netflix kind of has they stuff try. like that. They try, but it's it's not the same. Like it, it, it's a, it was a different vibe, you know? Like right. And, and just that idea that everybody's tuned into that one yes. thing at all times. Yeah. I think the only time I've experienced that later in life was, and I'm sure unintentionally, maybe I just didn't know it, but was when Gore Downey had cancer and they did the mm, hip concert. Yes. Yep, and that's right. Canada kind of tuned in and was like, oh, yep. we're all watching this. 
together, yep. like wherever we are. And, you know, sports has that element, but I've never been a big sports guy, you know, watch, yep. you know, some people, uh, obviously follow that and like, you know, closer to playoffs and like right. big championship games, the whole country tunes into stuff sure. and like Olympics and things like that, Super Bowl but, and, yeah. but things outside of that, I hadn't really experienced. And, and that was one moment where I really was like, oh, wow, like the whole country is tuning into this thing now they're not taping it right they're not they're not going to watch clips of it on youtube later maybe they will but it's mm. they're they're wanting to watch it they're wanting to be a part of it happening i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure like the finale of friends was like that too i think yeah those like, shows were huge that way right like yeah. they really they really had something different going on with cable television it was just a different format. everybody was watching everybody was watching the water cooler <laughs> Even if you didn't like it, you watched it because everybody was talking about it. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing. And like nowadays, it's like you binge watch stuff and it's everyone's at a different point with things. Right. It, you're not experiencing stuff simultaneously, simultaneously and it kind of takes things out of it. And I think that's the draw. We had a taste of like, it, though. We had a taste yeah. of it with Tiger King because everybody was in lockdown. It was, that was the perfect that, timing. For yeah, that that's show. exactly. That's a good point. Absolutely. Yeah. Tiger King had that. Oh, okay. I guess we're all watching this now. Yeah. And everybody watched it at the same time. And like right just... now it's like, like we were bringing up Dahmer, like it has that element to it. Right. Everybody wants to experience it, but you know, and, and it's definitely not the same as, as going out to the theater and, and like, that's a struggling part of, of the arts industry too. And like, everyone shits on Marvel and I'm like, it's not mm -hmm. Marvel's fault. Like, no, I don't it's like, not. I, I don't hate those movies, you know, no, like they're, they're entertaining. They know what they are. They're popcorn movies. It's like, they are, make it big, make it shiny, make it fun. That's it. You know, and they're not completely devoid of any sort of like <laughs> no, of morality or they still have <laughs> some tie to right. comic books and the, the acting's not like, you know, just like, like there's some movies where a, um, actors uh, have uh phoned it in and it's 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 not a marvel flick like they um they they the one thing that really got me into those movies aside from the fact that like they're tying together how many storylines oh my god so many functional like it's yeah. not like yeah there's always going to be holes but like it actually worked like when they got and so to, did like, comic books comic books had holes all the time <laughs> like, yeah big time that alternate universe series <laughs> yeah. stuff yeah Tons. so it was really cool. I thought that was a cool thing from a writer's perspective to be like, oh, how oh, yeah. are we going to tie all these big challenges yeah. together, right? And they pulled it off for the most part. Sure. But, um, and all these different backstories and stuff, like it's a big challenge. But also I know a big part of those movies um, is that they they bring in the actors they bring in. They don't have, like, it's not like a Coen Brothers movie where the script is verbatimly reproduced by the actors right right it's yeah yeah a lot of that stuff i know the first iron man was completely almost i think robert downey jeff bridges and um who else was in that feed um who played gwyneth the Paltrow? was it gwyneth okay yeah i think they all essentially wrote that movie on set Mm, yeah like in the trailer they came up with okay well here's point a to point b and we just need to come up with our yeah, lines and john favreau directed john favreau was but disney gives them that freedom and they yeah. make those movies popcorn movies they make it entertaining yeah. yeah obviously it's a lot of cg which i have a ton of respect for i really love oh, that man. type of work it's crazy it's what they can amazing do amazing what they do these days 
That's mostly um, why I, if I see a Marvel movie, I don't even watch it on like at home. I go to the theater because I was like, I'm not going to watch it at home. I don't care. I will watch it in the theater because it's just huge. And there's yeah. thousands of people working on these movies. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, just incredible. You know, it, it, it all starts to, to be like, it depends on what you're appreciating about it. You know, like, yeah. Does it suck when an actor gets tied into doing them for eight years and doesn't work right. on anything else? Sure, but look at Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, you know, like you could be him too. Like, he's done a lot of really awesome flicks that are just so obscure and odd and dark and pet projects and, you know, essentially one man plays sometimes. Like, it's, it's, I think there's room for both. I just think the conversation gets way too focused on filling a theater rather than, um, having a community that goes out and supports a movie right yep yep and we don't really have that you know we are we are a lot of people that are waiting for that billboard to show up we're not excited about so-and-so's new film coming out you know sometimes people get into it like nick cage people seem to have this weird relationship one true god man the one true god (laughs) waiting for his next film or whatever yeah yeah but the hard thing is, is with that stuff for smaller theaters to do that sort of stuff, getting the rights is really hard and getting yes. people out like we're losing um, the Roxy here. I mentioned earlier, like mm-hmm. I think that stuff has a huge um, place and I, I, I would love to see those things uh, uh, really succeed. And then, yeah, like, you know, the bigger theaters can have their crazy seats and sure. top gun and whatever they want to do. And yep. at the end of the day, we should still be able to support, movies that are off the beaten path and 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 watch them in a cinema because you're right it's a better experience for for certain things yeah and you know i feel like this might be taking in a completely different direction right now but i just want to say i feel a lot of these things are dying is because people just don't get paid enough maybe i i don't know the salaries and stuff i'm not sure no i mean i mean like across oh you mean people don't have much disposable income yeah, that could be a big part of it. Because it's like, yeah. if I'm going to spend 30 bucks, I'm probably going to spend it on food. <laughs> you know? And you already have your Netflix subscription, so boom, right. here's your entertainment. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's the problem, with, especially with inflation and all the stuff that's going on right now and gas prices. It's like, I think it's just getting harder and harder for people to even go, even if they want to. And it's like, it's yeah. hurting everybody. And uh, Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate because... Yeah, that that it's again, it's it's the medium, and sometimes the mediums, like the the infrastructure for the mediums, needs yeah. to have some kind of support outside of just relying on ticket sales. Otherwise, we sure. lose the medium. And uh, yeah, theaters are definitely one of them. I'm hoping someone buys the Roxy and we see it continue to be. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, yeah. I, I'm, you know me, I'm all for anything artistic, <laughs> anything mm-hmm. that gets, brings people together and doing something creative uh, and partaking in something creative, whether that's music or art or movies or drugs or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever brings people together. Yeah, a good, safe environment for it. You know, it's... <laughs> Set and setting, <laughs> set and setting, set and setting. Yeah. It's definitely... <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's been, you know, I've definitely just been taking a step back and just kind of watching the way all the wheels turn and just watching, Mm -hmm. just like, like watching COVID show the chinks in the armor, Yep, you know, and just seeing where the light's shining through and being like, Hey, that's a, that's a 
you know, that's an opportunity. It's a path forward and just seeing like, how do I fit into this? Like, am I actually thinking more of doing administrative roles? That right. being said, I still, I still am working on music. I still have, you know, like, I doubt uh, you'll ever stop Brody, but I mean, <laughs> I like, am I, am I going to be actively like promoting and releasing music? Like it's music. There's, right. there's joy in making music. There's joy yes. in um, sharing music. Uh, there's joy in playing music with people. There's joy yep. in creating music on your own. All of those things matter to me it's just what do i you only get so much time what are you going to put your energy into you know what 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 do you think what is it that i have learned over the course of my life so far that i can apply and and benefit the most and myself and others the most with and and quite put my finger on it yeah you got time you got time if i'm lucky and (laughs) but that being said i'm also still kind of like stuck in the old way of doing things and working on an ep and you know playing in a ton of bands and like it's really hard to shift gears and that's one thing i just like if i found a little overwhelming like after the pandemic it was like getting back to normal i'm like whoa wait like do i actually want to go back to everything i was doing before and i've Well, yes and no. There's, Some things, right? Yeah. And I've definitely like, I've put up certain. It's a slightly different approach. Like I, Adam Neely actually he did he said something really cool, and he said there's three reasons to take a gig. Um, one is the pay is good, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know everyone can understand yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the other is uh, if the music is good. Yep. And the third is if. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what the third is, but to me, I would almost add a fourth. I would say if the people are good. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I think his third was actually like it might lead to other opportunities. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so so to me, there's, there's I, I would add that fourth uh, caveat. If the people would, are good. Of yeah, course. like sometimes it's just good to get it together with people that you love and make some music and, and that happens at a gig. And if it can happen at a gig, that's awesome. Uh, And it's led to some really cool opportunities for me that I think I've been waiting for for a while because the one of my big frustrations living here, and that's my own fault for staying here, Mm -hmm. but I have my reasons. Um, And it's, it's, uh, it's that the um, diversity is, is, is a big problem uh, as far as being a player goes. Yeah, I can't tell yeah. you how many times I've been in groups that think they know how to play reggae. <laughs> but they don't. They haven't really done the homework and, uh, and upstrokes yeah. on the upbeat, right? Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. <laughs> One, two, three, four, right? No, it's 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 its own thing. I'm I'm obviously not as um, well versed in it as people who've been playing it their whole lives, but it's it's definitely a type of music that I found really dear to my heart, and it. Sure. It, uh, it never, I never felt like I was playing right. I was always the guy being like, okay, here's what a one drop is. Here's how you yeah. emphasize one and three. Here's how you actually count it. Because where, if you go ahead thinking it's counted like a two step yeah. or like a, like a straight four, it's, it's not, it feels very different. And once you feel it, it's, it's amazing. And it's a totally different thing. There's so much space. And, but recently, yeah, there's been a lot of people in the province I've noticed that are actually doing really great music mm-hmm. that has influence in calypso and reggae and yeah you know yeah, they're yeah. doing their own thing with it but it, it it's it's an, it still has that thing that makes it what it is it's not right. just like 
guys that listen to sublime in high school you know like <laughs> yeah no i i totally i totally understand what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's great too like i i've totally i like i i love that type of music too but it's just right. a different feeling and i've done that before and it's really exciting to be like oh these like cool calypso type licks that i've right always kind of had but had no real place to put them have a place now you know? i've always had this idea ever since i was i think 17 um for like a business it's like a business idea but it was like uh a gym for musicians okay and you you just have memberships and it'd be for it's not it's not a bar but it's set up like one and so it's like you have a membership and you come in and there's teachers on staff and they teach not only instruments but they teach sound they teach setting up they teach how to run a show they teach lighting, they show teach running, you, stage managing, all of that. And it's like, kind of like, like a school. I can't count how many times, like, it's just like sound guys, the stage manager. And right. like all of a sudden they're like being the sound guy. Like it was one thing a lot of people don't understand. Like if, and I, I've even had artists be like, how should I do my show? And I'm like, I mm. don't know. I'm the sound guy, you know? And right. I'm, but I'm also required to tell you when to get on and off the stage. And I, I need to know your input lists and everything. And and there are a lot of people that just have no idea what any of that is. And it's like, like me when I was 17 thinking of this idea, I'm like, I wish I could go to a place where I could learn learn all the stuff because I was going to go. We do have some things that have popped up that are definitely doing that. What I've learned since I've been listening to the, the, like the, the bigger conversation going on around those environments is that everybody's nervous as fuck going into doing a show, especially if they haven't played and don't have a lot of stage experience. Mm -hmm. Their nerves are wild. Maybe, maybe they're an introverted person. Maybe they don't feel safe in that environment. Maybe they've been made to be feel shame for not knowing how things work before. And the worst thing I I can do or a person can do as a sound person or as an engineer is make them feel like they don't belong. Right. And the big message I'm giving to everybody that I work with on stage now is I need, all I'm here for is to do whatever you need. If I reach a limitation, with what I can do to help you, I will let you know, but right. I just tell me whatever it is you want. Yeah. And the, the one thing I've run into that I don't quite know how to navigate yet is people that actually don't know what they want. Right. Yeah. Like now, now we have to figure out what's actually going to happen and sure. work through it together. And the, it's a really hard environment to do that in because you're on a clock and you really yes. have to make sure that everybody stays in a, good mindset because nothing shuts the whole thing down than people just being stressed and people thinking they can't do it. And that's the last thing you want someone on stage to feel is that they can't do it. You know, everybody who gets on that stage should feel like they're able to accomplish what it is they set out to accomplish. Now every artist also has to learn that it's an endless compromise too. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. At a certain point, there's only so much you can do, but the, the last thing I want to do is add to anything that might right. throw it off, you know? So that's, that's been a nice learning experience and I'm still learning. It's, it's hard. And I think the whole learning and teaching aspect is the biggest part of all of this. Like now that I've been, you know, away from teaching for a while, like I'm still teaching, but like I've been away from like 
severe, like extreme teaching where it was like 50 students a week. Um, what I realize now is like, I didn't have teachers, you know, like, right. yeah, you can have a guitar teacher for half an hour a week or something like it's that. It's not the same thing. The focus is different. Yeah. Um, like a mentor is even more specifically mentor is, is something that, you know, they, and like, I, I think a lot of the like industry people would argue that that's the thing you go to the conferences and you do all this stuff, but no, what you're saying is actually something that you can attend on a yes. weekly basis or something. Yeah, exactly. Even a daily. Or daily. Yeah. It boggles my mind how our SIAST and like tech institutions don't have uh, an amp repair program or any type of guitar luthier type program. It's almost like we don't think it's something you can make money doing. And all of that type of stuff, I pay very or close podcasting attention to. or game streaming or how anything like that. How many people like have that? I had come into the store thinking that it's my job to teach them how podcasting works? Yeah. Luckily, the guy at the store here told me he, I went in just I looking my for best. equipment. I haven't done yeah. it. I, 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 I know what I know from teaching, but I can only right. do so much. Like, yeah. you know, I don't have the experience. And uh, it's, right. it's again, like all of a sudden now, how many jobs am I doing? It's, it gets to be a little overwhelming too sure. as far as that type of stuff because that's what people do. If they're yeah. only doing it for one day, it's the it's the music store guy's job to tell me how to do it that day. And if I don't, right. if I'm not able to do it, it's their fault. And, and it really, that's the one thing that I think I pay attention to a lot. It's a lot of microaggressions towards our work. As oh yeah, I remember. I remember. Prime that. example: uh, <laughs> Where do you find uh, music, musical instruments uh, in your in Kijiji or like on like used Regina or any of your used sites? What what's the subheading? What's the oh fuck hobbies <laughs> and collectibles? Yeah, yeah. You don't see tools under that. No, not at all. Not so at all. what the fuck? Like we're using these things to make a living, and we're considered it will always be considered a hobby in the grander scheme of things. And a lot of people will be like, "Oh, that's nitpicking," but I think it actually says a no, lot. No, it's 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 I a think trade. It's super symbolic. It's a we trade. don't look at it as a trade. To your point, that there's no school set up for the other aspects of the trade. You're expected to do all this weird like hobnobbing and signing up for this, paying dues for that, and driving to this place to do that and right. yeah there are some there are some business schools there are some places that do what you're saying uh, yeah but they're more yeah. focused on the business and less yes, on, exactly but they do some of that they definitely do teach you how to run a live gig and and and, and do everything from start i to just finish. i just imagine in but my head you have to go to a bigger place i just imagine if you're a 15 year old kid and there was like a place like laser quest but yeah. for but it was just like stages set up and then right. you just had teachers on salary who you pay your membership, you show up at any time that it's open. And if you're a member, you can meet, you get your app. It tells you all the people who are logged in, who've shown up, who play different instruments. And now you know, like, hey, there's a bass player here. I need a bass player to jam with. I'm going to go see if they want to jam and people right. can put themselves as available and you're in a physical space. Hey, look at that. There's yeah. a rehearsal room that you can book out. There's all yeah. of these things. And it's just like, Hey, I have a question. I don't need a full fucking half hour to teach a kid how to hold a G chord. It took, that was my biggest thing with like uh, teaching at Long and McQuaid. I would go in and these kids would come in. They're like 13 years old. All mm -hmm. they needed was one thing to work on. And so you do that in the first five minutes, they kind of figure it out. And then you're sitting there for 25 minutes. And it's like, go home and practice, you 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, kids, like, one thing I've learned about teaching kids is it's more about just being a good hang. If they don't like hanging out with you, they're, they're not learning anything. Right. You know, they, they, no. want, they want to look forward to seeing you. Yeah. They don't necessarily look forward to playing guitar. That comes with time. Yeah. You know, maybe they will get excited about it at some point. Maybe they won't. My job but, is to try but, to find that one thing that, that makes them want to pick up the guitar. And that's exactly there. why I feel like teaching in a tiny easy. little room is the least. It's confining. Yeah. It, 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 it's the least conducive space for teaching music. Music should be up and about and moving and creating and being like, hey, we're going to just play this song and I'm not going to tell you how to play it. Now here's a guitar, start playing. Learning how to improvise and stuff. And a lot of people like they're scared of like, it's literally probably one of the top 10 fears is like being like for and probably top three for a musician. I know a lot of musicians who think they can't jam, right? which is yeah, weird yeah, yeah. to me because it's like, it should be the first thing you learn. <laughs> not even the first thing you learn. It's just, it's, it's a mindset. It's not, there's nothing to learn other than getting over this. Right. There's no mistakes. There's no real mistakes. Real mistakes is like you accidentally ram your car into a 7-Eleven and you get charged yeah. or something. And That's a mistake. Playing if, a wrong note on stage yeah, <laughs> doesn't mean it, anything. If someone doesn't enjoy it or see the value in it, that's fine. But I think everybody has the ability to share music, especially yes. like when you take into consideration that, that they could play percussion. Triangle, you know, man. we're all we're so focused on harmony in our like learning here, oh, like I know. Western it's European harmony, which is its own conversation, but. If you get everybody in the room playing a percussion instrument and working together in different rhythmical senses, you realize very quickly that everyone can jam. Like it, it's not, it's not just for jazz heads and guys that, you know, want to solo. Like I personally don't care about guitar solos. Me I haven't, I haven't for a long time. Is it part of what I do? Do I respect people that do it? Absolutely. Yeah. Do yeah, I think exactly. it's, uh, is it something that I find interesting and, in, in the context of, of, uh, of most music, not usually, yeah, um, yeah. it really depends on the composition and a lot of other elements for the guitar solo to matter to me. It's, it's, it's a melody, but we come out of this weird culture. I call it's, it's, it's guitar culture that, you know, I don't know if it was like this for you growing up, but the idea that one guy played rhythm and one guy played lead and like somehow, oh, yes. that. and that yep. to me never made any fucking sense because <laughs> no. Like, why wouldn't you want to do both? Like, why would you? Exactly. But that's marketing. And and it, mm -hmm. it definitely has nothing to do with making music in the capacity that you're talking about. When, right. we, when you assign roles or you have an expectation, because you can't have expectations. Yeah. No. So, I, I mean, I think your vision is really cool. And it goes back to what I was saying about brick and mortar. Like build, yeah, exactly. buildings where stuff happens. I don't even care what stuff. Like it's just get messy, make mistakes. The Miss Frizzle fucking motto, you know, right. get in there. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just like my whole learning experience with music was being around people who were playing. Yeah. No one like I was playing because my brothers played a bit and my cousins played a bit. Do you think they spend any fucking amount of time bothering to show me? They were like 10 years older than me. They did not give a fuck if I knew how to play guitar. I But I could sit in. I could sit in. I could hold a guitar while and sit there and watch and That's see cool. how it's done. And so I learned that way. And I was like, yeah. I got this chord. I got this chord. I got to see it. And my brain figured it out 
without needing to be like this is an a this is an yeah. e and then and, i add that on later you add the labels on later and it's and, just like, and one thing i've learned is you know not everyone's going to to learn in the same way and i've worked with a lot of like um rock band groups and yep. um choirs and things like that where you have to kind of coax people into doing something yeah and anything anything just do something. and <laughs> going back to your point about you know only having an hour or whatever to do it you really have to find a way to connect with Kids for teenagers use, for teenagers, teenagers i already yeah. know how to do it i already know how to do it but they would never like you, you couldn't suggest this at long mcquaid it's like you take your male students you put them in a room where the audience is all girls and <laughs> it's, i swear every single one of those kids will practice every fucking day oh, that's is that is that a guitar world article or <laughs> <laughs> but that like, sounds like that's a very tom jackson thing to say i feel like that's something he would say i i just feel like it doesn't have to be so like uh heteronormative but i mean like you put them in front of their peers you want you want someone ba pressure I, man I, pressure I like pressure yes and no i think depending on the personality type you're going to get a lot of mixed stuff there some people might really excel in an environment where they have uh they're performing other people like they, they might recede you know they're just they're just not interested in it i and, think the biggest but that, thing but that's is everybody thing. needs to feel like they have a place and that's sure. that's and, the challenge but here's how it works itself out is that if you make it with that focus of having the availability to take lessons you have the availability to have the one-on-ones but you make a, a push for people to have the space to work with other peers who are also learning right yeah in that's that space and yeah. so then it, if you are already of the type where you don't feel good under pressure and you're there anyway then you're already practicing i never worried about those kids because they were already practicing they were already doing their thing because they didn't need the pressure they already had some weird pressure in their head usually they, they have well, they yeah. had their own reasons for it right yeah but and i feel like most of them don't have that like <laughs> competitiveness is a tough thing to to manage i think because you don't you don't want it to feel like someone should feel bad if they failed, but at the same time, you want people to feel good that they've excelled, and that's the right. challenge. Well, or I, that they've that they've achieved something for themselves more than anything, because yes, that's yeah. that's and that's the one thing that music will always have over sports. You don't have to beat someone right to do well at it. There's like no, I did lots of acting and improv, like like uh, comedy improv. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's it's that's the idea. It's that when you're doing comedy improv, there's no winners or losers, but yeah. you're in a situation where you're competitive, trying to get laughs, trying to get reactions. You know, it's a competition where you're not hating the person across from you. You're working together to compete with one another. It's like mm -hmm. you're on the same team competing to win. And it's like the win is just could we get a cool reaction from people? Could we get people to throw up if we needed them to? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, but that's the kind the of competition factors. I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking of like sports competition. I'm thinking yeah, of like this I, competitive I, rivalry of like, hey, you're awesome. I'm awesome. Let's see if we can out awesome each other and support a, each other in that. It's a team that everyone's on. Yeah, exactly. I, There's no I, losers. I, I just I, I find that, that that word competitive like competition gets gets misconstrued i'm sure there's a better i'm sure there's a better word um, for it for but it, there, there's definitely there is definitely <laughs> I, I know what you mean there's definitely healthy ways to be competitive and yes it, it really comes down to being more competitive with yourself and but also understanding that there's a bigger goal and that's one thing with music that is kind of intertwined with this idea of playing music together 
it's the sum of the parts. Yes. And I, and you do get that in sports, like playing on teams and stuff. And I totally get it, but that's some of the parts, the end game isn't to, you know, I mean, you can play in jazz bands and things competitively, but the satisfaction you get from, I'll never forget those times that I played with people that understood rhythm in a, in a, in a, like in syncopation in a way that wasn't just one two three four uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah like just tells you what your feet's doing very protestant you know like very like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly true. You know? <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, not the church totally... i grew up in i drew i grew up in a black church so they oh, okay. didn't have so, problems like you know it tells you what your shoulders do tells you what your hips do <laughs> and 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 there's just a lot more communication going on and those types of musics like funk yeah. and 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 some like like we're talking about like uh um, I hate the term Latin because I, I think it's just it doesn't it doesn't really it's not very specific it's, it's like so vague but but There's so uh, many different types a lot of Brazilian music and, and yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, music that is very rhythmic rhythm based um, it definitely allows a lot more people to take part in it by sure. adding something very simple and once you're all experiencing that together there's the art of the dance that goes along with it as well mm-hmm. and, and yep. it just it's it's exponential how it really um connects you to everybody in that room but in a non-competitive way yes yes you know you're not looking to you don't have to impress everybody by putting the clave rhythm in the right spot you know once it's there it's there and you're a part of something and i'll never forget the times when everything was right and i i i think hours went by yeah time changes the flow changes how you experience time and that in itself is so meditative and so uh, important, I think, for the musical experience. Yes, I, I value singing songs and writing lyrics and storytelling. And sure. I value jamming complex harmony. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I enjoy four on the floor rock and roll. And I enjoy, you know, everything has a reason. But to your point about improvisation and, and playing in that respect together, there's a very simple way to approach it that is very welcoming mm-hmm. but our a lot of the music we grew up with culturally doesn't allow doesn't it. yeah it doesn't country uh, music uh, does not yeah, exactly has no, no place nothing. for it if if you want to jam country you got to know changes you got to and and there's no syncopation rhythmically there's no place for a shaker really you know like it's just it's very much what it is and yep. you got to know the the vernacular the 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 syntax to be a part of it right and it takes time to learn it um but you know uh, there are other types of music um that you know even looking at like like seeing powwows and drum circles and being like i was just gonna say drama circles yeah also, like it's the same thing. Uh, like like, it's like how the I mean, buddhists a lot and hindus do chant do that, but there are ones that are just about including people like chant chant is a good one chant is a med- very meditative thing yeah i think that's almost getting more into the strictly like um meditative spiritual thing and well, you, less yeah. less out the, of the because yeah. there's no dance element to that it's a right. little different but yeah yeah it's definitely like again it has has that really like this you is can do about the whole um all the voices right you get the you get the queen the the sports anthem thing yeah for sure but that's what it does right though it brings people into this unity and then they lose themselves in it which is just the flow of the universe man and then yeah then you're playing music 
that connectedness that you know in a lot of ways maybe because we take our cell phones into jack white shows we're disconnected i don't blame cell phones for every problem no. in the universe but i blame people <laughs> i i think there's some really odd things going on like from a cultural standpoint that mm -hmm. that close people off they, they close themselves off they come into the music store and they're like oh what's this i need reads i don't even know what they are and it's like why is that such a I have, big deal you know like, i have a hard time even thinking that those are even problems anymore i used to think like i used to get like kind of agitated by a lot of these things that are happening and people being whatever but it's like it's just super interesting to me now now i see yeah. like weird things that people are doing or like how they treat their time and how they you know get in, interested in whatever they're doing and now i just like this is super crazy and it's, it's like I don't know if it's right or wrong. Who am I to say what's right or wrong? No, Maybe. and I understand where it's coming from. It's like yeah. one more thing as a parent yeah. you got to deal with with the, with in regards to you know getting your kid into music and stuff. Yeah. but it it shouldn't be a chore. Like like right. and it and it should start young in a, in yeah. a sense that it's more about them. Exp like I don't understand why these kids aren't coming into it having experienced getting to know other kids in environments with music in that same uh, parents, respect. Parenting. Bad well, parenting. I don't know. Like we really focus <laughs> on academia in the yeah. education system. You know, it's not a lot of like just strictly like experience type learning. It's more just like, well, here's, here's the structural things we have to make you functional in society. And, uh, and while that stuff's important, there is like this other element of just like, that music would have a big, big role in if, if you could measure results and that's the problem. Right. You can't like, it's so, um, it's personal. It's a very personal thing where it's, people, it's so you uh, feel it yourself, how far you've come. It's so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, you're, it's, it's not measurable in the same sense as two plus two is four, mm -hmm. you know, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Like it's not the same, like, it's not the same measurement. You can't measure yeah. someone's progress in the same way. It's very um, subjective. Well, you know? and to because this is I 100% agree with you. And I would add on to this to take it kind of into the more spiritual realm of it, because having played as long as we have, <laughs> you know, uh, I like to think of it as uh, I used to think of the word practice differently. I used to think of it as like I have to practice as if it was like a whatever but it's now yeah. yeah and now it's more like no music is my practice you have a practice yeah it's yes. a lifestyle it's yeah. a lifestyle and that is not taught that is not mm. taught at all and so people think of it as a hobby right they think right oh, that's just something that you can do it's like uh, whatever but it's like if you're really going to get in touch with music it is a practice and to be able to yeah, and, and it's, not, it. it's not a lifestyle <laughs> just for people who think they can make a living doing it. Right. You right. know? And that's one thing I've noticed a lot, too. Like, just there's a big disconnect there. And, it was turned know, into me, a commodity. You know, and the exciting, the exciting thing, well, and it's just about survival. At the end of the day, people just think that unless you're focusing on something that's going to make you money, you're not going to survive. And I get right. it. But pragmatic. You, you, you throw a ton of money at your kid hoping he's going to make the triple A. Like, and they, what's the odds of that? You know? Yeah. yeah. What's the odds of somebody learning how to play enough notes that one day they might get to know somebody just by playing music? I know. With them? It's insane. 
what do you got what do you got for me what do you uh... well i was just gonna say like like for me like with 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 this type of stuff like going back to the idea of a practice yeah you know there's so much history in this instrument and i'm gonna fudge my way through some stuff sure. just to kind of like the way i look at it as a practice you know a lot of people will be like, okay, you know, they do their, they're a fingerstyle player. They do that, that sort of thing. Yep. I love the idea that that person has spent a lifetime perfecting that technique. You yeah, watch oh, yeah. Mark Knopfler or a lot of the singer songwriters trips me yeah. out. They put their bloody fingers on the guitar. I do that. <laughs> I don't, I've never done that. And it just like messes me up, yeah. but it changes the sound. It, it totally does. does. Yeah. So as a practice, I'm like, oh, okay, how can I make that a part of my playing? Sure. You know, I've got some kids, they, he, the kid just like I'm teaching, he just loves flamenco. And just <laughs> learning that one pattern and working on that oh, yeah. for five minutes a day is part of the practice. Just yes. to see how much more pop you can get away how much more dynamic it's like doing hail marys for catholics man <laughs> right the other thing with the flamenco is the like that that Oof. that style of uh, of playing too which is like you know uh, if you don't play like that every day as part yeah, of your practice you exactly get any better at it, you know yep. um i've played with the pick a lot and that's another thing you, you know hybrid picking another technique i've always yeah. loved guitar because it doesn't have one ubiquitous um, technical mastery right. Right. there are people who have mastered many techniques yes. on the guitar and made it their voice and I, i've always been so excited about that um aside from even the harmony aspect of it this is strictly yeah. like just like physically how do you actually play the guitar yeah you know, it's like sound out of it uh, i would put it like if i were to put an analogy <laughs> to it as like a tool some people would say it's like oh it's like your hammer it's like no i'd put it more like it's just, if you're a cook it's your stove it's your stove and oven right and what you put on there is like what kind of meal you're making you know like that's exactly and like guitar is an exciting thing right now you got guys like uh, is it tim henson and like Tony Abbasi and like all these guys doing oh, like so their many. Oh, I know. tapping. Like there are people mastering techniques in the last 10 years that are new. Completely yeah. oh, 100%. New. Yeah. And like that, that's, that's what makes me excited about the practice of specifically yes. guitar. Like, same. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I definitely approach this instrument a little differently because I've spent the most time with it, but it, yeah. it's, uh, that that type of stuff i love i love a lot and and it really um makes it so that i can share more with people too because you know you'll run into somebody that plays a certain style and you have some inkling of how yeah. to to do that sort of thing and then um you can be a part of that it's the same thing of being like okay well i know a little bit about economics yes I can, yes I can fudge my way through a discussion with somebody who knows a lot and maybe learn something. Right. You know, exactly. like it, it really helps open up a lot of, a lot of doors that I, I, I don't think I would be walking through if, if I hadn't had that type of outlook as to what this right. instrument has to offer. And it, and it, cause it's in so many genres, you know, like there's yes. some instruments that are only in that one thing and that's guitars that's really and everything. Like, Guitars, guitars literally even if they don't show it it's there somehow 
yeah like even like 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 a lot of people like you know like you were saying like they think like reggae's <laughs> but like it's more like it's it's almost like more country almost like it's almost got there's a little bit of a there's that muting shuffle. that it becomes it becomes a percussive instrument yeah and and if you don't spend the time working on that exactly. little thing and and making it so that it just comes to you second nature you're not maybe you're not you're not doing it quite quite right and you need to spend some more time with it to to make it feel as good or you you, you got to hear someone do it or how like to yeah. your point is there someone around that can show me you know is there exactly. someone around that i can watch them do it and actually be in the room with that person it's, uh, yeah, it's a like, cool thing it's like if, if tommy emmanuel <laughs> if i could just yeah. sit in the room with tommy emmanuel for yeah like that five guy's minutes. got a, he's he's one of these yeah yeah Oh yeah. Yep. No, push my way through stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it I've, sounds awesome. I have enough that I can, <laughs> I can like. That's not the one I've worked on for years. The one I've worked on for years is a. still room to improve you know like every day you just boom, boom, that, that's, boom, to boom. your point about practice it's like there are things that i will play for my entire life and never master yep and that's what makes it a practice as opposed to i just practice that you know yeah and it's you have to an intent is super huge like what is your actual intention and a lot of guys when i'm teaching them a lot of people when i'm teaching them kids when, you know and you've probably noticed this too they don't understand that they choose the tempo Yes. And they choose how hard it is. And they also choose what they're focusing on because if they play too fast, you can't focus on anything. Exactly. So you pick that. You pick what you're 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 wanting to do. And and if you're able to do that, you're gonna get things you're gonna be better quicker. Like you're it's, gonna learn things faster. It's amazing how much of this stuff <laughs> does apply from like Zen Buddhism and stuff. Probably. <laughs> yeah. It's always like uh slow you know slow there's no destination you are here already you're already playing guitar if your end goal is to play guitar then you have succeeded <laughs> it's like get specific in your practice yeah if you're like i want to play like this or i want to play these specific techniques great now you know where to go <laughs> and then also like being able to put your own spin on it like you can't you, and a lot of people like i think maybe they don't understand or they don't value a genre, for example. So they won't, they think that like, like reggae is a prime example. Mm -hmm. We're going back like, like there's a subtlety to it that they might miss. Cause all they're hearing is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, but like even in a, in a, in a boogie woogie. Yeah, exactly. Like it takes years and years to just even do that. And, and, you know, um, it, it's, it's maybe not the most like exciting modern thing, but when you get a band right. together and they all start playing something like that and it works, uh, yeah, know, it's, it's, it's one of those to do for one number. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where uh, if you take that and if you can do it, which 
like you said, it is something that takes years to get good enough to be able to do it like consistently. Yeah. Uh, I busted it out at like an open jam and people eat that up because it is something that they don't hear very often because most people at like an open jam are playing G, A minor, F, and C, whatever, okay. just because they're the doing The jams around here are a lot of pretty blues-based. There's a lot of blues. Yeah, or on. blues. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like if you can bust out like a, a country shuffle – or, you know, like, where's my, yeah, like, just like what you're doing is like that. Uh. You know, something like that. And you get that tempo, you're setting the mood for the whole room, right? And yeah, yeah. Just have to show me up every day. <laughs> Yeah, like we're gonna like change the name love... of this to the 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 moniker project podcast, and you just teach me how to play guitar for. <laughs> no man, no, that's a good that's a good move. I wish we could actually just get into it. Um, it's uh, I I'm just feeding off what you're doing. I don't know, uh, I don't know how much of a leg. Let's just do like a minute of it. If there's a leg, well, then I can case. always edit it out. But right. I just want to do it anyway. Okay. Okay, that's too much of a leg. <laughs> yeah, it's cool though. Uh, you know who's great? Billy Strings. Who's that? Uh, Billy Strings. You ever heard of Billy Strings? No, oh, no. Oh my God, he's a bluegrass dude, but he is just one of the craziest motherfuckers on the yeah, guitar. Yeah, like, bluegrass is wild, man. The tempos are insane. And yeah, there's just like some hot pickers. There's some great pickers in in Saskatchewan too. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, like they they definitely. The, I I appreciate the ones that have done their homework, man. Like it's not an easy genre to to just pick up and go. Oh yeah. Which way do I got to go? Yeah, see, I, I've i got my fingers on the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny because I see people do that and I'm like, ah, I never do that. I'm always like... Nice. Yeah, those rags are great, man. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun stuff. I like that stuff. And I, 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 had, I had an era where I like I, I wrote songs like that. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to be sentimental, all you do is you take that same thing and you just slow it right down, and people be like, "Oh, that's so, so peaceful and nice." Yeah. But for me, it's about the speed. Yeah, of course. <laughs> played that stuff for years uh, thanks uh but to me it's just it's just another thing in the and like um but i'm always moving forward and um right. it's you know i got caught up a lot of times a lot of times people be like oh you can do that now i want you to do that with 
my thing because I'm that's right. my main focus, and that's what vampires I do. we call them. <laughs> a little, little bit, a little bit <laughs> time vampires, but they, but they, they definitely want to just live in this uh, era that that and 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 you know you could do the OSAC tours, you could tour every small town right. in Saskatchewan and play stuff like that, and people would love it. And sure. I just for me, it just it, the well runs dry. I just don't feel creative anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But I still respect. Yeah, work yeah. like I still think everything that that was done by those players and people who still continue to push it, like you know, Tommy Emmanuel is a little older now too, but those guys they definitely have you know something going on that's really cool. They'll arrange their own songs, uh, like mm-hmm. like versions of songs. I think that's really big. You got to do your own arrangements of things, right? Uh, and to really make that stuff work, and if you can find something that hasn't been arranged and kind of sure. make your own arrangement, um, like um, like I like I like doing jazz tunes and stuff like that with that finger stuff uh. <laughs> fudging it up i usually play it on the electric yeah it's not happening but yeah that type of stuff yeah um, where, where you're kind of working on kind of doing more of um um like a full arrangement on the guitar, like yeah, those types yeah. of players that do bass, melody, um, and accompaniment. And, all you know, there once, are yeah. people that are doing like tapping and then all the percussion stuff, and like I, I that's just like there's always somewhere else to go. Like yeah. there's always people, someone out there doing guitar better, and that's the cool thing about it. To your and, idea of healthy competition, you know, like I'm inspired by that for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I like to think of it more like um, I'm even with the competition thing. It's like. I used to think like, oh, I want to be the best or whatever. And I was an idiot. I still am in other ways. But uh, I like to think of myself more of like a, an explorer, like a musical explorer, because it's like, how can you be better at somebody in going to a place? <laughs> it's like, I went to I went to Regina. Well, I went to Regina better. <laughs> it's like, I don't like it just sounds so stupid. Right. But it's like, yeah, I tried, then, I tried then, finger then, style. I tried and then they tapping. invent I awards tried... for things and yeah, you it's... have to you, you apply for the awards. I always thought that was fun. I know it's yeah. so dumb. It's, it's, it's so the dumb. Awards, man, I don't get it. It's like but... I'm gonna win an award in meditation. Yeah. <laughs> and that world's it's it's really more about like how much you are working to connect with people and you know, promoting yourself and doing right. that type of stuff. That's really what I think you know, at the end of the day, that's what we're rewarding because people want to know that a, an award is going to somebody that they identify with as somebody who deserves the award. Sure. So that's what they it can, is. They if can nobody, have them. If nobody knows who you are, they're not going to say, well, that person deserves that award. You yeah. I, I used to care about things like that and think that I wanted that. And then now it's like, I like being the guy who's just like, I can fall in. I can fall into it. If I'm playing by myself, I can fall right into it. You know, I fall into it and I don't, you know, it's like I can, it's like playing the best show ever and I can just boom right there. And that's why I wanted to be a guitar player. And it's like, that's the moment I can get at any moment. And so it's like, now if I play for other people, it's more like people who are open to that kind of idea or that kind of thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you could really just find something in the instrument that's for you and that's yeah that's the biggest thing 
Uh, I would love to get to a point where all of these different styles that I'm learning, I just had some sort of way of flowing together and working their way. I think, yeah, but I think I think it's already happening, but it's hard to see it for yourself, right? It's hard. Yeah, to see yes it for and yourself. no. Because there's definitely like more, always something else that's. Yeah, it's in, an endless journey. Tricks, right? <laughs> it's an endless journey, and you know that. Yeah, it's an endless journey, sure. and there's no destination. <laughs> yeah, and like, I mean, at the end of the day, so I'm, I'm also, you know, the singer-songwriter guy, as much as like I've kind of pulled myself back from that that world and just kind of been the, not the side guy, but doing more, pro like working with other people's projects. And mm -hmm. I definitely do still do that stuff and you know it means a lot when guys like you are pulling up old songs and saying they they do it for them and i, oh, I yeah. am probably releasing a record here at some point um yeah. i really want to get some visual content together and start working on like more stuff like that yes um you know getting getting into premiere pro and doing all that stuff myself it's just it's daunting and, and like time is tough so it's I, only I, daunting if you think it needs to be good well no for, for me it's like i i would want to do certain things and um i just have to sit down and take the time to do it and i've learned that you know with no deadline you can just pick away at stuff whether whether that's one day you just find someone you like that's right. writing reviews and you go hey yeah. can you write a review of this you send yeah. it to them and you just you have the review yeah it, like like I, I you don't need to like everything you do doesn't have to just be like oh i got it it's got to go out right exactly you know like I'm compiling tons of different art and, and a bunch of different music and, and work that's going to end up coming out all at a certain point. Sure. And it's it's going to be cohesive in a sense because it's all related to, to, to what I've been doing. But yep. it's not necessarily something that I rushed to do in six months because you, know, you have to announce your release date and then you contact the press and you do this. Yeah, fuck all that. that. <laughs> I'm so done fuck with that type of, of stuff, man. I hate it. I hate and, it. Yeah, it's just this is a much. And there's more no bad. need. There's no need. There's no yeah, need. You just why? release it when yeah. you want to release it. It's self distribution. Where? Yeah. And then and releasing everything at once just to be like, okay, well, I'm done now. What you know, like right, being able to do a song, you know, watching people just you know put TikTok videos up. I know it's incredible. Stuff and it's like I'm not really doing that, but I get it. I yeah, totally I get it get, too. You know what what the value is there. I'll get lost in it. Sometimes I'll just watch guys playing guitar. I'll, I'll, I'll even just search a specific song and I'll just watch a hundred different people playing the exact same song just to see how people are doing it differently. And just That's be like, cool. you know, it, you kind of just feed yourself whatever you're trying to get interested in or change or shake things up. You know, it's like, I don't know. I like doing old songs. Like I have a, a friend here in town that I, who's a, he's a drummer and we just jam together, but he's a very different type of drummer than any person I've ever jammed with before. And so it's like, for me, it's really weird and different. It's like, um, and I try to just do songs I haven't played, you know, in a long, long time. So I'll just go and jam. I'll just have a few drinks and I'll be like, what about this song? And I'll try to remember the song. Even if I never learned the song, just try to remember the song and take that into my practice. So my new practice is like, can I just play something based off of memory of hearing it? Right. Just pull it out of the ether. 
exactly i know and, a guy i work with a guy he can do that with songs i don't know how he remembers the words but he can but it, and it's crazy it's it, it, it it's super like all i was doing it the other day chords and I was, out of nowhere and it'll be like it, it may not be the right chord but it works yes exactly and then you're just like whoa that was weird where'd that come from and i can do it sometimes with certain songs and it's just like okay i just got to practice it yeah you know just practice and keep yeah. doing it and eventually yeah, it's a someday yeah someday well, he, i'll be uh, busting it out yeah, it's Pete Ulrich. He works with the his his band's a great fuss, and um, he used to work with Hoja. Oh yeah, Hoja. <laughs> and, I think, and I think like being a singer and working on harmony and words, that being your focus, probably really yep. helped out a lot. Sure. But yeah, he could do that. Someone can just yell out a song and he'll fake his way through it. I don't know yeah. how he does it. I don't even know if he knows them. Like that's the thing. Like I'm like, have you ever played this before? I don't even think he has. He's just like, and. I think part of it too is because of like, if you know harmony and what sounds good together, it's like most people can't recall what it's supposed to sound like. Like that's a whole thing exactly. in itself. Yeah, yeah. They don't know exactly. Like if you just got a, an average audience, sure. You're going to have a few musicians in there or whatever, but yeah, if you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, I need you to sing me a C chord. No, no. And he's definitely like, he <laughs> understands that sometimes right. the, the, the show is people being able to be a part of it by calling out their favorite song. And, exactly. You know, he's, he's really good at that. I, I can't do that stuff. I'm terrible at that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because you hate people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. If you want something from me now, get the fuck out of here. You sit back and listen to this fucking magnificent guitar playing. And just <laughs> you, shut the fuck you, up. You need to buy at least seven more drinks so the bar ends up having enough money to pay me and then we'll talk. <laughs> Your oh, liver sad, needs sad to die. Truth like, you need sclerosis, actually, before I get paid so that you know this all works out for us. Then we can, yeah, if you die, then we can shuffle another person in off the street to buy more drinks. <laughs> oh, my God yeah Man. well we're coming up on like just over two yeah, hours two here. hours yeah that was i just got lost in that brody that was fucking awesome um it's so i good could do a song to take us out here if you want that would be amazing let's do that so, i'll even yeah, show um, like, myself up here <laughs> <laughs> like i said i i i, I um and, and thanks for having this platform man that's awesome i really appreciate it um Fuck yeah it's nice and i and i like the, the opportunity to do something like this is really cool um and yeah, I hope, uh, I mean, I'd like it if you played a song too. I don't know if you got anything uh, up your sleeve as well, but. Oh God. Uh, think about it while I'm playing. While I'm yeah, playing. sure. Okay. If, I'll if think. you can, I'd, I'd like to hear it. But yeah. um, this song, uh, I've, I've got like a, a version of it that I've been working on. I tried to do um, this last album completely, pretty much completely in the box. So like guitars are straight in, drums are all done on pads and stuff. So it's a very different vibe from what I've done in the past. Okay. So it's really interesting going back and being like, okay, how do you make an acoustic version of this? Sure. So this is a song that we I first started writing years ago when um, I realized I was a, a, addicted to my cell phone. And we, uh, Megan Nash and I actually came up with the concept of writing a song called Phantom Ringing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll get the idea. Sure. wanted anything I only wanted everything and everything was anything sometimes the closer that I looked at it the more it became infinite and wasn't what I made of it just like string light that damn blue light of my eye 
That's all good. Sorry, That's all good. It sounded there. awesome. I might have to call it. I don't know. Sorry. Sometimes that happens to me. Hey, hey, that's all right. Uh, oh, why? Why? I was just rehearsing it. <laughs> if anybody's gotten to the over two hours mark in this, they understand. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Why? Why? Do I have the lyrics written down to this? That's so weird. I'm definitely not this even is, getting This it. is what I, I like about this podcast, though, because the whole point right? is about the creative process, and this is part of the process, and these are it things is. that and happen. I, and I've done that. this. I've done this uh, a handful of times, and it's funny. Like, in this contact, context, um, it's just I hit a complete snag, and I don't even think I have these lyrics written down anywhere. <laughs> Oh, Writing down lyrics is uh, overrated. <laughs> wow, completely blanked out, man. I don't know why. Uh, maybe I'll do a different song here. Sure. Um, Whatever you want to do, man. Um, since you since you're playing it before, I'll do I'll do punching bag. I know, oh, I know yeah. that one. <laughs> Maybe it'll come to me. Thank you. 
man. You take my time with each grain of sand. My house of gods became your home, but you are not its cornerstone. I cannot always be your side man. So show me something with that old time sounds great thanks man oh man uh songs oh man i did i did not even well i've never even played guitar before i don't even <laughs> you, do, you know you pull one of those it's like what's this thing i don't know oh man i'm so bad for that <laughs> actually i know exactly i'm gonna pull this up but yeah do your thing man I'm, I'm okay um th- this is a song that's not mine i okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see if I... I've been traveling over mountains Even through the valleys too I've been traveling night and day Been running all the way Just trying to get to you Ever since I read your letter When you said you loved me true Well, I've been driving out and day I've been running all the way, babe Just trying to get to you When I read your loving letter Then my heart began to sing there were many miles between us But it didn't mean a thing Well, I just had to reach you, baby In spite of what you put me through Well, I've been traveling night and day Been running all the way, babe Just trying to get to you Yeah, nice. <laughs> that's Elvis. I've never heard that song. That sounds like like such a classic. Yeah, Elvis, man. Yeah. It's from his '68 comeback special. Just sitting around. The performance is so good. He's just sitting around this little circle with um, him on uh, guitar and singing, of course. And then there's like another guy playing guitar, and then no drums. It's just kind of like a guy tapping on like a guitar yeah. case and or a box or something. Yeah, yeah. and. <laughs> his his charisma is just 
unbelievable. I bet. Yeah, like, no, people well, are just sitting on the stage around them. It's just like, oh, fuck. It's classic. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Nice. That's a great tune. Um, I'll take another. I'll take another crack at that. Yeah, yeah, go song. for it. I'm, it's bugging me now because, yeah, and I got it. It's like it was just oh, such a brain fart. So yeah, it's uh, that's that's the trials and tribulations of taking this song that you've like <laughs> literally spent years on uh, the arrangement of and being like, okay, now I'm just gonna do it with my acoustic guitar and my voice. In your brain, you're thinking of all sure. this other stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I never wanted anything, I only wanted everything, and anything was everything. Sometimes, the closer that I looked at it, the more it became infinite, and wasn't what I made of it, just like string lines. That damn blue light in my eye. All I got was explanations and lost time With no shoulder on that highway For my head when life is trying me So I just keep on driving On and on Yeah, on and on On and on There's nothing down that highway No nothing down that highway there's nothing down that highway anymore. There's nothing down that highway. No, nothing down that highway. There's nothing down that highway anymore. Ow! There's light in my eyes. Leaves me bittersweet and incomplete. And I'm moving on. Come with me in time. Goodbye. Yeah, boy. 
something like that. Redemption. Oh, no, man. good. Two hours of talking. That there's that one one thing I want to do with my voice. Maybe going back to your whole barf theory thing. I want <laughs> I want to be able to make uh, like uh, that sound of like you know the modem like right. Ah, <laughs> yeah, ah, that's the sound I want to yeah. hit one day. As part of my practice. Yeah. That's... <laughs> oh, you'll get there. Yeah. Get yeah. There. Everyone will just be like, "Oh my God, his voice crazy going through puberty." I'll be like, "No, it's the modem sound." Just. I am for the 18th time. <laughs> yeah. No, that was great, Brody. 35 year old, 35. Apparently when you're 35, I guess your voice changes again. I never really sang much. Like I didn't sing properly up until I was that like in my thirties. So right. I don't know. I don't even know. I totally get that. I turned 33 on in a week on Monday next week. Nice. So uh, happy birthday. Early thanks, birthday. Man. Thanks. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'll probably chill and just jam some music. I don't know. Nice. You're working <laughs> on some paintings, too? God, no. <laughs> no, not, not much. You had a pretty um, expressive period there for a while. I did. And then uh, I've like I still uh, occasionally I'll paint. Occasionally. But um, it's more of like I get into a mood. I still love painting. It's just more like I love it in a way of like, you know what I'm really in a mood for right now? Painting. And then nice. I go do it. It's rather than being like what I was doing before was like practice, 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 paint every day, paint every day, paint every day, and I've burnt myself out. And then uh, But you got good at yeah, things exactly. that you wouldn't have either otherwise, right? Yeah. You, you were doing you're working on stuff. Yeah. And just like with guitar too, like I've spent many times where I'll have like periods of guitar where I'll practice for months and months and months and then I'll take a breather, <laughs> you know, I'll just kind of play and then I'll get back into practice, 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 and then I'll take a breather and then I'll, makes you know, sense. it's like, yeah, you need that moment to like, kind of take a step back and look at what it is that. Yeah. And try different things too. You know, Why I like, doing... yeah. And you know, stepping into different creative outlets also helps. It's like, okay, I did painting to kind of get me away from guitar. And then I stopped right. painting and playing guitar again. And it was just like, all right. <laughs> it's just different kinds of feels, different kinds of expression, different kinds of... Uh... Yeah, and, and it just gives you a different perspective when you get back to the other aspects exactly. of it. Yeah, it's great. Exactly. No, um, like, yeah, that's the one thing Joni Mitchell said that always resonated with me for sure. Yeah. Well, oh, dude, man. Oh, I, this I, is two, awesome. <laughs> singing after two hours. She's done the singing at the start and then done the talking. But okay. Well, you've yeah. just <laughs> taken the crown for longest episode. Oh my and God. we'll see we'll see That's if uh, no it's, it's just great. been good to catch up with you man it's been a Hell long yeah. time so like as far as podcast or whatever it, to me it was just a good hang so yeah exactly and that's all that's all i'm looking for man it's just having a good time playing some tunes and we'll definitely do it again i, so, I even yeah. have the ability to do it live if we did like a live performance and we each did honestly a few songs. i've had really good luck with that um as far as like facebook live like yeah. just having like people tuning in to sure. stuff like it's great people love love it so yeah if, if there's a way to do that i know for we me, should plan face, that facebook is really great so yeah. well this can broadcast to facebook as well so be, we could do it stellar. through here and record it and put it to facebook and do it all that would be absolutely stellar cool yeah, we can have up to 10 people in here too so it's like nice yeah <laughs> oh, that's rad this is a great yeah. program yeah yeah it's cool have to look into it a bit more all right, dude. Well, right on. that was fucking awesome. And I will be in touch and we'll have you on again and we'll just uh, so much, chat Steve. up. Yeah. So good to see you. Glad you're doing well. And, uh, Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, All right, dude. 
Catch up with you soon. Take yeah. <laughs> you too. Take care, man. Peace.